The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We go! And welcome on into a Wednesday edition of The Middle right here live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays along with Barrett Brooks. He just combed his beard. He's ready to go. I got a fresh, clean shave. So you know today's going to be a great show. We got a bunch of guests for you. We got Amy Fadul jumping in the show about 10 minutes after 11. So in 10 minutes time, and then we'll have Tom Byrne. Uh, from Sirius XM's NBA radio, Mad Dog Sports Radio channel. He's an NBA guru. He will jump uh, on the show around uh, 1130 today. And then if that's not enough, Barrett, uh, we got Jason Mertidis, our old buddy Jason, uh, joining the show <laughs> at 1130. And we'll talk a little hockey and and anything really that he wants to get into. We've got to touch base on the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I really want to get an idea from him since we're so inundated with Sixers offseason stuff already. What are the Flyers going to do? Because that's a team that's in serious need of an injection of something. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if, if it exists. But we're going to find out more about what they plan on doing at 1130 and a whole lot of other stuff. But I got to I got to start with this because I don't know if we're going to be joined by Aton today and rightly so, because last night uh, the world welcomed in Edward Teddy Isaac Shander at 929 p.m. Uh, seven pounds, four ounces of him. And apparently everybody is all healthy and all good to go. So uh, Aton's son was born at last night around 930. And I don't know if we're going to see him today. I doubt it. Uh, I doubt it also. I just wanted to. I just wanted to let everybody know uh, that it's. It's. We're going to be talking Teddy Shander. I mean, that kind of has a good ring to it. Has a great. I mean, it's 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 a famous type of name, man. Yeah. You know, Teddy Shander. That I love it, man. I mean, he finally did something good in this world, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it took him a while. Something- it right. only took him a while. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I feel like I should have had the crying baby face uh, behind me today instead of uh, Elliot Shore Parks and uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Of course, that's not Elliot Shore Parks. That was from Bruno yesterday. That was pretty uh, good, wasn't it? it was. It's Daryl Morey looking like Elliot Shore Parks. That's him. That's, that's going to be him like, what, what, 15 years from now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But congratulations. Uh, you know, to Aton yes, and, sir. And, uh, and the whole crew over there. So, uh, you know, we'll probably touch base with him for a little bit tomorrow. I'd imagine today. Do you, what do you think he's doing right now? Like, do you think he's like catching up on sleep or do you think he's like just so wired uh, with this new addition? Well, it probably worked the opposite for him. You know, he, he probably so wired that he finally went to sleep. He probably slept in days, man. I you know. know how he is. And now, you know, he finally, you know, since everything is done now, and he's so excited, he finally went to sleep. So it's like an mm-hmm. opposite effect with some people. And I think that's what's wrong with him. You know, he's the opposite of what, you, what, what it's supposed to be. Yeah. He's not. He's the opposite <laughs> of pretty much everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, we right. all know that. That's why we love him. Uh, but, yep. yeah, so uh, congratulations there. And, uh, you know, anybody can, you know, send him well wishes on his Twitter feed, at Shander Show. And I'm sure he'd be uh, – he'd love to hear from everybody. But we got to start with this game last night, Barrett, because I know you watched uh, – this uh, basketball game. We are not 
like typical Philadelphia sports fans. Like when the local team loses and are out, I'm still in on the sport. Okay. I do that with, you know, it's not just football, basketball. I've been watching the hockey playoffs. I'm amazed with this Montreal Canadiens team and what they're doing. Uh, so I, I was enamored with this basketball game last night, a real tight game all throughout the first half, the second half, you know, each team like kind of took leads and at the end was just unbelievable. Aside from all the reviews, you know, it took forever, you know, to sort of complete that final, what, minute, minute and a half of that game. But what an incredible yeah, alley what happens play yep. from an out of bounds. You know, they draw that up. Credit to uh, Monty Williams for drawing up a great play and Crowder executing a phenomenal pass. DeAndre Ayton, who's emerging as another another star, uh, gets a great screen from Booker and boom, he thunder jams right in the Unbelievable. Hoop. But I got I hate to do it to Paul George because he has been outstanding <laughs> in these playoffs, but he missed both free throws prior to that. That might that would have given them a three-point lead and then forcing you know the Suns to you know to hit a three. So, well, but you know, that, I can't believe he missed both of those free throws. Guys. I know, man. I mean, I mean, he was playing phenomenally too. You know, he did everything you wanted from from the Clippers standpoint to win the game. Yeah. I mean, 26 points, played defense. Uh, kept the team in it, you know. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's hard to really, you know, hate to do it to him, but we have to hate to do it. You got to make those free throws. You just got you're the you're the leader of the team now. Yeah, you're the leader. Yeah, right. So they're looking to you to to, to make sure anything. I mean, Reggie Jackson had a great game. Yeah. He gave them everything they wanted, you know. I'm really but, surprised you know, at how they're stepping up, you know, without Kawhi Leonard. I'm exactly, you know, exactly. <laughs> you know, Ty Lue's done a a, tr a tremendous job. And I, both of those teams are fun to watch, but really Phoenix is a, is a joy to watch. No question. Even I mean, without Booker, Chris Paul. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, you look at, you know, Cameron Payne came in, yeah. in, in a, in a backup role, playing a point, playing like he's an all-star. He, yeah. he gave him 29 last night. Yeah. 29. Yeah, and he it made a hip that, that basketball powerhouse Murray state. <laughs> right. He followed up that other point guard. I think it was name was Isaiah Cannon. Was oh, the yeah, point yeah, guard prior yep. to uh, Cameron Payne, uh, but th this guy's just done an amazing job, absolutely incredible. And I see people, you know, they wanted to play the Dario song. We don't have the Dario song on this show. Okay, that was from that was yes, from yeah. Gargano's show. Right, years right, ago. yeah, we, Dario. We, Dario's done Dario. a nice job on the bench, though. He's done a nice job, but he comes off the bench and. and, and He's basically he should have been that in that type of role here. Right, right. You know, he should have been in that type. Instead of him, they're trying to make him a starter, make him a you know the number three option. You know, yeah. he, he's just not the number three option. He's a guy that comes off the bench. He's like seventh a seventh man. or eighth man. Yeah, yeah exactly. seventh or eighth man. Yeah. yeah. But we wanted him to be a starter. So, you know, that's just that those those shoes are too too big for him to fill. But I mean, you look at you know, Yaden, Yaden played like an all-star, man. I saw signs Yaten, of yeah. indeed in him, man. I know, I mean, man. back jumpers. Uh, alley oops. I mean, you, you, you name it, you know, taking guys off the dribble. Yeah, he did that. He did everything. His, his game came, it, it came into you know, fruition. You know what I'm saying? It right. really came out like, all right, I'm this talented. Let me show you how talented I am. He's and emerging as an yeah. offensive player. Like he was Absolutely. always a defensive, you know, player, shot blocker, rebounder, kind of, kind of guy, but you know, with, with at college and now he's really, you know, emerging and that just goes to show you he's putting in the work. Yes. You know? Yes. But see, and it all goes back to Ben. Ben puts in the work. Ben works out hard, man. He does everything. He does the little things. I mean, he shoots probably a thousand free throws a day, a thousand jumpers. He shoots a, day. a thousand free throws a day. Where did 
I'm sure he does. What, man. what sure information? Does. Wait, wait, what sources do you have here? Well, I'm if, not saying, if he's I'm not, shooting a thousand free throws a day, he needs to stop because he stinks. <laughs> okay, he needs to stop and do something else. He's doing it all wrong. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he's that type of player, though. He's gonna do all the little things in practice. He's gonna run extra. He's gonna he's gonna shoot more shots. He's gonna do all that. He just can't put it together on the field. And I've seen it happen before. I've seen guys go out to practice and they are so dominant in practice. Yeah. And then they couldn't put it together in the games. Give me one and of those a guys from the from back in the day. Well, the I great mean, practice player, but just couldn't play a lick. Mike Mamula. Yeah. Oh, is he a great practice guy? Oh, great practice. I mean, he I mean he he did okay in his career. You know, he he played well, but yeah, in practice, he was almost unblockable in practice on one on ones. But then you get them to the game. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's probably you know it's, it's harder. You know, you're going against guys like Eric Williams. I understand that, but you know, you have guys like that. It, I played with guys, man, in all world. I had this cat named Crowder. That I played with with the uh, Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. Jermaine Crowder. He's oh yeah, Virginia. I remember him. Yeah, Jermaine. You look at his build. Look at him. He looked like he was all pro in practice. He's catching bombs from Charlie Batch, uh, sixty yard bombs from Charlie. He's checking slants and, and taking it to the house. In, in scrimmages. I mean, he looked all world in the preseason. Right. Got to the regular season, and it kind of fizzled a little bit. He just played, in, you know, brought back down to earth. He was all world, and then I brought back down to earth, man, And uh, during the regular season. I guess that's similar to a guy. Now, I know golf is more of a mental game, you know, between your ears uh, than maybe some of these other sports that we talk about. But, like, the guy that is just great, he's Tiger Woods on the driving range, and then he can't take it to the first tee. That's probably right. what it's yep, similar yep. to. Exactly, you know? exactly. I think I, I know. I think I know a guy like that. Well, I, I play with a guy like that, man. I, I played with a guy like that too. Uh-huh. Uh, played basketball in high school with him. Well, I played in the street street ball with him, but we got to high school together. He couldn't put it together on the basketball court and organized basketball on on the playground. All world. Wow. But I mean, you know, it's kind of just like you said. It's just like me. I'm all world at the driving range. Mm-hmm. I'm rocking. I'm sending it. I'm sending it at least 300, 350 yards on a, on a regular. Three fifty with, with a with a one iron. No, you ain't hitting it from one iron three fifty. I well, will bet you a thousand dollars that you're not hitting a one iron three fifty. Well, I mean, when I hit it, I can hit it, but it's just hitting it. <laughs> now it may not go the right way, but that joke is flying a country mile. <laughs> I'm telling you, a country mile. I'll give you one. We need I video. I need video. All right. I'm, I'm yeah, going to give you one. Video. Hello to Mama Brooks on the stream checking in. Good morning, Mom. Everybody checking in. And I see uh, Jeff Bruder saying that he went back and watched the Bruno segment from yesterday twice last night. <laughs> and he still he still c- can't stop laughing. So that's just go back to, you know, if you, if you didn't catch it live, it's there on the on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's, it's you know, it's cut up for just that segment probably about 20 25 minutes we spent with him yesterday how great was that i still can't i'm looking over your shoulder man <laughs> all i see is elliot short parks <laughs> who's that who's that behind you huh elliot short parks like, what <laughs> Jeez. And I kept thinking, I'm keeping Ben is underneath the uh underneath his RV. <laughs> yeah, 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 right there, yeah. I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, huh? <laughs> Jesus. You got him, you got him all the way. Oh my god. 
But uh, we're uh, we're expected to be joined by uh, Amy Fadul from NBC Sports Philadelphia here uh, any second. She, of course, does a great job hosting the uh, Sixers post game show, and I'm I'm really anxious to get her uh, take from yesterday's uh, Daryl Morey press conference. Right, right. Did, anything, I, um, yeah. did you did you get anything out of that? There she is. There she is. Amy, there she hey, is. What's up? <laughs> ba, 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 ba. <laughs> right on time. Oh man! Hey, how's it going now? It's good, B. How are you? Hi, Harry. I sent you hey, an email. Welcome to the show. You sent, sent me you... an email, which required you to open your email and wow, you didn't check now, what... any of the ones. You he just don't know what you bypassed... started. Yeah, he could bypass the compose. It right, was straight to compose. Bypass actually checking any of the other emails. That's exactly four thousand five hundred sixty-two that are unanswered. Oh, Bro, I do it. I do it to hey, Harry. I do it to irritator. I go up there and I just show her my my phone with all the emails, and she just yeah. she. I, I get mean, anxiety. I bring it, yeah, yeah, I bring it to my desk. I say, look at these emails right here. He said, Barrett, Barrett, Barrett. It's, 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 it's three hundred emails there. Yeah. Of yeah. course, you understand they can only go to three hundred right now. That's right. You, you got to do something. You got to do something. <laughs> wow. You, have, you don't have no idea what you started, Amy, since you were on the last oh, yeah. time. The Our stream and the people that, you know, follow this show on a daily basis are constantly telling Barrett to check his emails. It's and become it's a hashtag you, on the show. Thank you, people. <laughs> I don't think he's doing it. No, but, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I mean, I even retweet stuff. Harry oh, comes. Yeah. Well, Harry, you got to tell him. I have text. to text him. Amy, I'm like, can you please retweet this? Like, does he get back to you like ever, or does it like the retweet comes like seven hours after the show's ended? No, I retweet as soon as I see it, and then yeah. he'll he'll be back like, appreciate it. Yeah, like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a full time job, Amy. It really is. <laughs> Truly, Sanji's a miracle. He's taking worker. over. <laughs> All right, Amy. Let's let's get right to it. I mean, let let's go back to Game Seven. You're doing no, the post. I don't want to go back. Oh, you don't want to? <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to see if you could recreate your reaction while you're watching the game there with Jim Lynham, Coach Lynham, when Ben Simmons passed up that dunk opportunity with about three and a half minutes to go in the game. Aim, what is he doing? Dunk it on his head. <laughs> literally what he said. Dunk it on his head. He was and like, should, he's guarding him there. And I said, actually not anybody. Goes, Trey Young, come on, dunk it on his head. Yeah, he was he – was, we were just, I mean, apocalyptic. So we watch, it was like, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? And I know yeah. we watch all the games in our in our newsroom. Yeah, yeah so we, we watch, watch it all together. So. But at that point, you know, we you we go down because the way that it works in the playoffs is as soon as the game is done, like the final buzz, we don't have to wait for the broadcast to wrap or anything. We go on. Mm-hmm. So we were watching it together. We still went together, but we're on the set, and it's just like we have it ahead of our producer Brian Brennan. So we hear, oh my god. Like Jim said, Brian's like, what? I'm like, just wait, just wait till you see this. So he puts yeah. Matisse Thibel at the line. Yeah, I mean, obviously he said it. Like, it's he, it's all mental for him. The guy that scored 42 against the Jazz back in January, that guy did not show up. I don't even know where he is. He yeah. should put out a missing poster because he's not here anymore. Um, he said he had to change his mentality. The mentality went right out the window and he reverted right back to himself, almost like, even a regression, even from before the pass first, yeah. pass second. He was so scared of getting fouled, therefore going to the free throw line, therefore missing the free throws with the game on the line or game still in, in you know, in doubt, I should say, that he passes it. And it's like, it's not the worst pass in the world, but it is the worst pass in the world when you are Ben Simmons, an all-star, and a guy that's six feet standing on a, as Mark, Mark Jackson would say, yellow pages, is coming <laughs> out. And he doesn't even... 
Listen, Trey Young saw him, and if you look at the video again, he does. He didn't want any of the smoke. He didn't want to get dunked on. That's what no. everyone in the building knew was going to happen, except for the one gentleman who was holding the ball. It was incredible. It was an incredible play, and it was a. I'd like to say it was a lack of like you know awareness, but no, I think he was all too aware of the situation. Yes. Too aware. To get, You're right. Too aware yeah. of it. Like hyper aware of it. Game's mm. on the line. Uh, I'm not going to the free throw line. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. No way. Not today. Well, I mean, today. What well, I mean, I, and it's not just Ben. It, it's 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 no, it's, it's not. You know, I mean, obviously, he's easy to pile on right now. Right, yeah. right. Majority of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Very, <laughs> I mean, listen, B. I said it on. I said it on the set on post game. Harry, you, me took the and Ben took the exact same number of shots in the last four fourth quarters. It's unbelievable. All of us combined. Three five shots games. in a seven game series in the fourth Three quarter. Shots. Yeah. That and, graphic and that you guys came, put yeah. up and was, was unbelievable. One, two, and three yeah. in games four, five, or, or three, four, five, and six. I'm sorry, four, five, six, and seven. Four. No shots in the fourth quarter. Come on now. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Come on now. I mean, no matter how mentally um, what a, incapable of, of, of playing at that time, you, you have a team that's looking on, looking to you. I mean, and I, I think it's probably, it's probably the 76ers putting that max contract on him, which allows us to have those type of expectations yeah, on him. We ben. had it with Tobias. And, and the thing yep. is, like, Tobias, when he came out, and he was much better this year. I mean, obviously, he was, you know, in the all-star conversation, probably just missed it by voting. He admitted it. Like, listen, people were hard on me. They wanted to ship me out of town, and I got it. Like, yeah, I had this big contract, and you got to live up to it. I know Ben Simmons is only 24 years old, and I know it's not his entire fault that they blew a 26-point lead in game five at home. We forget that failed. too. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It's 24. Yeah. <laughs> they lost three of the four games at home. Three home games, Harry. Three. <laughs> you play all season. All you talked about all season long was you wanted that one seat so you could have the home games. And then you piddle it away. Like, come on. The Hawks would have been so excited to go, look at us. Oh, good. Seven games. We turned our right. season around. They would have been fine to bow out. It would have been okay. No one that there was going to get fired or traded that would have been like, wow, we really turned it around. Look at us. Nate McMillan, you got a coaching job. Trey yep. Young, you guys are an up-and-coming team. Good for you. John Collins, Kevin Collins, Hartley, the yeah. little engine could, that could. And instead, it's it was the team that was the one seed that was like, well, yeah, you know, I guess we tried. You saw it in their it's face. Hard to win. Yeah, you saw it in their it's face. Hard to they win. Didn't want to win. I loved it, it, it how how Embiid yeah. like pointed to that moment as really the turning point of the game. I and mean, that that was pretty that sequence pretty was pretty bad. Stuff. And listen, yeah, I mean, Joe Embiid didn't have a particularly good game. Eight turnovers no. is always going to cost you. Tobias and missed it, a ton of layups. Uh, talk about being tight. Like, whoa, yeah. we've all been there, right? I mean, Barrett, allegedly you played on a larger stage than Harry and I. But still, <laughs> still nonetheless, Harry and I allegedly, played a serious yeah. game. Yeah, right. We were at the Super Bowl. That Rob is only playground league was tough, <laughs> man. I was in high school. Come on, I was in the regionals. So, ooh, get all nervous. You're like mayor from you're like mayor from East Town. I am mayor. Well, mayor had a game winning shot though. Yes, so. that's true. That's I never true. did that. Um, but I would pound some Rolling Rock with Mayor. I think that's right. She and I could enjoy some Rolling Rock. But you know, they obviously got tight. Missing those bunnies, that's just you could tell. Like that's the tightness and the, and the like, oh, I'm nervous. So in B, when he starts to talk about the turning point, he's like, and he mentions me. He's like, you know, I don't want to. The way he set it up, and I was like, I'm listening to it, and I'm, I'm, my face is like. 
is he is he talking about what I think? He is talking about what I think. And then, of course, he went on to say, and then I turned the ball over. I mean, that, that sequence, it was literally like two straight things back to back that just really, you know, they missed. He didn't dunk it. They fouled Matisse Seibel. He only makes one. And then the very next possession down where they had to get a bucket, Joel Embiid turns the ball over. So he had the ball in his hands way too much. They rely on him too much, uh, especially down the stretch. This offseason, they've got to go out and get a a shooter that creates his own shot. I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like I'm like talking about the minute, hold, goalie hold. situation and like a quarterback for the Eagles. Like, come on. I mean, every year it's the same thing, but. Right, right. Need. I mean, you that's keep saying, I mean, it keeps again. Come from there. Yeah, again, again, again. Well, well all right. Yeah, Maury said it too. I, I, he was I, like, that's what we need, but you can't go in. I got, Daryl Morey said something yesterday because he was asked about that because basically like, I think David Murphy asked the question, a couple people did in different ways. Like, what do you need? You need this. How do you get it? And he was like, you can't go in with the single mindset of, I've got to get this, which I agree to a certain extent, because then you become so tunnel vision on the one thing. Right. You might miss yep. out on something else. But that's a really big thing that you need. So it's like, I get that you want to have, you know, you want to have a couple more guys on your bench that can come up to the veteran presence and that don't, you know, kind of like shy away from the playoff kind of atmosphere. But at the same time, you got to, you got to get a guy that can create his own shot, score points. Well, like you, you got to get him. I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question that, you know, I hate to do it because, I mean, you're you're, you're a Kentucky gal. You know what I mean? It's, that's Am your I? thing. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Rep, <laughs> representing. <laughs> I love Listen, it. I must have 400 shirts. It just I love it. it always shows up. <laughs> but why – the little injury that could came in in game six and won the game for you. Oh, and then in the fourth <laughs> quarter – the little engine that could, they didn't get an opportunity to even try. What was that yeah. all about? I mean, I think Doc probably saw some stuff earlier on that he was like, maybe it's too too much to ask for him. You know, I'm not really sure uh, what his thinking was. I mean, he was asked about that a little bit. He's like, yeah, you know, I trusted his guys. It's kind of a lose-lose right there because if Mac, no, I shouldn't say it's lose-lose. It's lose, maybe win, kind of, but at what expense? So a guy comes in. I mean, listen, he got – he showed out in game six. He got rewarded and he got some early playing time in game seven, but he had some of the jitters too, to be expected the kid's 20 years old. Why they didn't go back to him, I don't know. Maybe Doc just didn't trust him at that point because then if he keeps him in and he does something bad, are you setting the kid back because now you know, his confidence is shaken a little bit? Or, you know, is, is it the ultimate like, all right, look, he, he picked us up once again, but what's happened to the rest of the team? So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't at least attempt him out there for a little bit. Furkan Korkmaz, I wasn't a real big fan of him in that situation um, when he was out there with all the starters. Um, I got it. He has the potential of hitting a three. So I think that that's why he had him out there. They've got to go out and, and just, they got to get a another guy. I know Danny Green, um, they've said he's coming back. He would have been a good guy to have out there. And he hadn't had, had not had a particularly good series until he had, you know, up until the point he'd gone out. Who's to say with the game on the line? Uh, he wouldn't have been able to step up, but you know it's always he at least, you know, been, he, he at least been on, on Herder a little bit. He did a lot better on Herder than 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 Curry. It was an odd matchup that they didn't they didn't do well defensively. I mean, Kevin right. Herder, come on, like you know, Opie yeah. Cunningham out there, rain and sea. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. believe it. Incredible. I couldn't believe it. Follow yeah, Amy on good, Twitter but. at Amy Fadul NBCS, and I, I got to get your take on 
uh, since the game seven. Doc has been out there saying about how he's going to – he knows how to fix Ben, at least from the free throw line, and that's where it starts. And Daryl Morey yesterday giving a lot of GM speak, which you expect. But what do you make from the public comments thus far after game seven as far as – is they, are they just sort of you know trying to make it seem like everything's all good so they can try to – create a deal, keep his value up, or are they yeah. really seriously thinking about bringing him back? I mean, I do. I think that, I think Daryl Morey is going to say he's never going to like tank his product, right? He's never going right. to trash like something he's trying to sell. The Eagles um, do that. <laughs> they do, which is so straight. This guy's yeah. terrible. You want him? Yeah, no, right. Actually, I don't. He's a bad leader. He's a bad teammate. Pick for him? Yeah, no, you guys don't even like him. Why do I want that? That's like when someone tries something to eat and it tastes terrible. Like, try it. You're like, no, you just gotta taste it awful. I don't want to try it. You got to try it. No, I don't want it. You here, 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 take take Zachary's contract. All right, just you know, yeah, you give us a, a second rounder. Right. Give us something. I do think that Doc does believe that he can help Ben Simmons. Um, Baker's in the background. Uh, yeah. I do think he can help him. Uh, his his telling comment was if he asked if Ben Simmons was a point guard on a championship team, and he says, I don't know that right now. That's as honest an answer as you're ever going to get. And it was in the you know the moment of that game seven, you're losing the series, and it's just that the, the season is, is over. And I think he meant that in a way that he doesn't, one, maybe know if he's in a point guard. I don't know what else he is. Daryl Morey was asked yesterday if you think that Ben Simmons is a power forward. I think that would be a disaster. You yeah. can't put him in that position. Um, it's just not that's where, not a good fit for him. I right. Jim, where's he going? Jim, like, Jim lied to much about it. I'm like Jim, where does he go? And he goes, I don't know him. I mean, he's a point guard, but he's not a good one. I mean, it's true. So he is a point guard. I don't mind him in the point guard role, but he's got to make free throws. I've been you. I was on with you guys before. I don't care if he ever shoots a three pointer. I could care less. But let's start with six feet and out. And yes. then we'll go to eight or eight, six feet and in, eight feet and in. Let's just work on that and the <laughs> confidence to shoot. That's all I care. I don't care if you take 12, 15 foot. Leave that to Tobias Harris. He's, his mid-range game is on point. Right. But you can't have a guy that's terrified to shoot and that just sits in the dunker spot the yep. whole game. Can't do it. So I do think that Doc believes that he can help Ben Simmons. I believe that. Doc says he's got a plan. They're going to try it out. The big question, obviously, from us here is, like, was he going to try it out here in Philadelphia? Is he going to try it on California? Because, you know, once <laughs> right. he goes out there, he's working with family and people that are maybe less apt to tell him you're doing it wrong. Then there was mm -hmm. the, the report about switching hands. The funniest thing about that is, like, I don't know which hand he shoots with. Right. right. You guys watch. You guys watch him and tell me if you think that he's, for, like, for sure a left-handed shooter. Or no, for I can't. Sure, right? No, you can't. Nope. So that's – Step one: Which handed are you? Step two. I didn't know that. You know practice. that that was that was something to me. I, I you know that. Oh, that's always that been that way. No yeah. one knows. No one knows. Yeah. He doesn't know. So, <laughs> so whatever works, whatever works. Incredible. It's, so I think that Doc does believe that because at, at the core of Doc's success and when he's been his most successful, he's a player's coach, and coach, <sighs> players listen to him because he's been there. He has been there. He's been through the wars. He knows what it's like. It just depends. And Sam Cassell was that guy earlier in the season. If you remember, Ben Simmons was shooting. He was aggressive. He yep. attributed that to yep. Cassell. And then something happened. What happened? I don't know. But he reverted back. So hmm. that was should, that was the disappointing. Jitter. Part. Should be an interesting offseason, Amy. We'll, we'll be, we'll be uh, 
following Jitter. you on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I tell you, this, this, this team always gives you, gives you something. It's just drama 24 it seven never ends. Thanks so yeah. much for jumping on. Thanks, you, need, you need to, you need to go coach him. Cause you make me check my emails. You make me do this. You, you don't make actually me do, that. do it either. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I, that backfired. Okay. Bye, Amy. See you Bye, later, Amy. Amy. Thanks so much. There she is, Amy Fadul, giving Barrett the business. The stream the loves time, it. Man. We all yeah. love it. We all see it. Uh, and we got Tom Byrne coming up next from uh, NBA Radio on Sirius XM, also Mad Dog Sports Radio. He's an NBA honk, and he will give us his thoughts on the situation with the Sixers, Ben Simmons, and, of course, the NBA playoffs because they still are playing, believe it or not. Right. More on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks on the middle. Back after this. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right, we're back on JPU. Harry A's Barrett Brooks in the middle. Just uh, had a nice conversation with uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you, she she keeps you she, she keeps like 
on top of you, man. You know? No question, man. Because, you know, I was I, I was new to this. That role on the show now. Like, I'm always texting you. Hey, Barrett, can you do this? And please, thank you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, I think Aton, you know, he just like, he's just, nah, forget it. You, you do it. You, you, want it, you want Barrett to do something, you tell him to do it. I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, I, I, it is not like I'm, I'm, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that guy. I'm not like a, like an asshole or anything. I just, I, right. I just, social media, all that stuff, man. It's like, I have more concrete stuff to do. You know, it's like, it's not concrete to go out there and, and, Go get followers. I is tough for me, man. If you want me to break down a play, right. I'm all I'm all for it. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm I'm gonna make it happen. Right. But you know, I'm a nice guy. I'm nice in real life. I just don't know how to do the social media thing consistently. I just forget about it. I forget my phone. I leave and I leave my phone at home. Really? See, that's that's funny because I don't go anywhere without it except when I go on vacation. Like oh, if yeah. I, you know, if I go. <laughs> So like the Mexico, anytime I went to Mexico back when we were going basically every year, I never took my phone. <laughs> That's it was, crazy. It bro. was the five greatest days of the year, you know. But if I'm, you know, just in my regular life, if I'm just doing, if I'm not on vacation, I've got my phone hot and on me all the time. If yeah, like I if I do don't it. answer it, it's because I don't want to answer it. Right. It's not because <laughs> I didn't see the call come through. Okay. Like if you're trying to call me and I'm not answering, I don't want to talk to you. Right, right. Not right time, now. Like, Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, I got something that I'm doing that you know right. is more important to me at this time. Me, I, I leave my phone sitting there, and I just, I just go. Right. I, mean, I, I forget it. You know, my wife gets all pissed off at me. Mm-hmm. I go to call you, and the phone is ringing right next to me. I'm right. Like, and she knows it's there, <laughs> and she knows that you see it. Right. That's what my wife does to me. She because she knows how I am with it. She goes, I know you, you just ghosted me today. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. You know, she, she doesn't say it like that, does she? <laughs> I, I didn't want you to ruin my flow. You know, man. I just, I just doing like I'm. I'm after the show. I'm going down into my garage, and I'm working on something. I don't mm-hmm. know yet. I'm working on something. So I, I'm just going. I'm gonna take the phone this time. Right. Just now, did you, you watch? Got... Did you watch the NBA draft lottery thing before the game last night? Absolutely not. Because we're did. not in it. I oh, did. did you? Yeah, I did. Who's getting number one pick? <laughs> Detroit. Wow. Ben Wallace was there representing the Detroit Pistons. Wow. Yeah. So Ben see, Wallace. Let me check the order out. He's going to the Hall of Fame, Ben Wallace. Yeah, as he should. And Houston had Hakeem Olajuwon representing. Wow. And he he looked he looked kind of pissed off that they didn't get the number one <laughs> number one pick, man. Uh, yeah, he was he has expectations. Exactly. Look, look at Houston, man. They got a lot to they got a lot going on down there right now, man. They do. I mean, yeah. I mean, football team doesn't really have a quarterback. The it's all bad team, what they got going right, on. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's all bad. Yeah. Who's who's their star on the basketball team? Is John Wall still on that team? I thought it was the last year's contract. Did they re-up him? I have no idea. See, that's the problem right there, man. I hate to do it to you, but Houston mm-hmm. used to be a mecca of, fo- of football for a little while. Now, mm-hmm. nothing going on. They got wild tigers getting loose. That's what they got. Wild tigers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> going after Ron Culver. I miss Ron Culver because right. we're on. We're not on Sports Map this week because uh, all that goes through Aton's equipment. But I, I, I kind of miss Ron Culver. Yeah, and I miss in. Jake Asman too. Well, you know, he probably, miss, he probably misses us more than we miss him. Well, I think he's doing the show in place of us. 
Oh, is he? I oh, think okay. so. Yeah. Oh, so he might be a little pissed off. I know. <laughs> we got to work an extra. He'll have a couple more hours to uh, to talk about his Jets. But, yeah, I did watch the NBA draft lottery. Detroit got the number one pick. Houston got the second pick. Cleveland, it seems like Cleveland is always in the top three. Oh, no question. I, you know, ever since LeBron left, I think there was a, some sort of, uh, you know, side room deal that uh, – Gilbert, the owner, gets a top three pick for the next 10 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Toronto took the fourth pick. And the other things of note were Orlando has two picks in the lottery. They were fifth and eighth. Wow. And Golden State has the seventh and the 14th pick. Dang. So they got two lottery picks. Wow. Sixers don't pick till late in the first round. And Every uh, NBA mock draft that I see that I've seen is Chris Duarte from Oregon is linked with the Sixers. There he is, Tom Byrne. There he is, the NBA savant from NBA Radio on Sirius XM, also Mad Dog Sports Radio. You got to follow him on Twitter, and uh, he's also he's on Vsin. Man, this guy is everywhere, dog. I'll tell you, follow him on Twitter at one the number one Tom Byrne. Tom, welcome to the show, man. I apologize. I completely forgot about the video. I'm out sweating my butt off doing the lawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. See, last week we had him on for the first time. He was at the beach and he couldn't do the right. video. So I think he was just sort of thinking it was going to be another phoner. Exactly. That's, That's what I okay. Was. Yeah, my bad. That's I'm all right. Like, now I know. <laughs> we'll get to him. But yeah. I know I know you were up late watching that game last night. What a tremendous game, too. Uh, with the, with the finish there with uh, Crowder to Aiton with the you know, from the out of bounds play to end up getting the win. Uh, Paul George missing a couple big free throws just prior to that. What's your thoughts on this series early on here? It's the Clippers, you know, undermanned, but they're down 0-2 again. Can they pull out of it like they have the past two times? I don't think this time, right? No, Kawhi Leonard. I, I would take that trade if I'm Phoenix. As great as Chris Paul is at big moments, Chris Paul or Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, We know who's the better player there. Plus, Chris Paul appears primed the return potentially in game three. So we'll see how it plays out. But right now, guys, with the way Milwaukee played against Brooklyn, I think Philadelphia would have beaten that version of Brooklyn. I think Atlanta would have beaten that version of Brooklyn potentially. Bottom line is that was a different James Harden. Let's put it that way. One and a half big players, I'd say, Milwaukee was competing against after Kyrie went out. So I come Mm -hmm. away less than impressed with Milwaukee. My point is, I think Phoenix not only could beat the Clippers, but if you wanted to tell me Phoenix is the favorite right now, and think about how great McCall Bridges has played. I know he missed the quarter no. three last night. Zaire Smith, anybody see him? No. I, I, I said yesterday, I think he's working at a Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I think he was my greeter this morning. Yeah. I went to get the gasoline for the lawnmower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we have Brett Brown to thank for that move. He Wasn't he the acting GM, like the interim GM during that draft? Yeah, who knows? That's when they were in that period where they didn't really have a general manager. Elton Brand, mm-hmm. Brett Brown, the brain trust was lacking, to say the least, at that stage. Just an awful move. I mean, we could spend all show on that, though. Just the move right. they made since the process. It's just incredible how bad they've been, for the most part. Well, look at Dario now. Dario's giving him quality minutes at the seventh or eighth guy. We tried to make him a the number four guy on the on the, on the Sixers team, and he, I mean, he just wasn't that guy. He wasn't that person, you know. So, look, he's starting to thrive now in, the, in, that, in that situation down there. So, it just goes to show, you know, a lot of players on this team. I mean, the whole process started with Holiday, and where is he at now? He's playing, um, and, and probably going to win the East, you know, yeah. at this point. So, 
I mean, there's so many guys that, you know, come from the Philly teams that just flourish in other places. It really is crazy. I was thinking about that. Look at the contract Jeremy Grant got with Detroit. Look at the contract that Christian Wood got in Houston. TJ mm-hmm. McConnell was like the Pacers go-to guy down the stretch of the season. Now that says as much about the Pacers and their injuries as anything else. But to your point, it's painful watching a lot of these guys prosper elsewhere. And again, that's why I think, and I know we haven't gotten to this fully yet, you need to be a little careful with Simmons, as atrocious as he was, and we know he was. The reality is, and you know this as a sports better, you don't sell low. You mm-hmm. buy low, you sell high. Right now, his value is so low. I'd bring him back, and if you want to trade him, don't say anything until the trade deadline. Some spoiled brat somewhere, a one out, and you can maybe make a play for a superstar. Right now, Ben Simmons and more for C.J. McCollum? I did shows with C.J. Hell no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Zach, Levine, <laughs> Zach Levine, and you're going you're gonna to add draft assets? 24 years old, he's already made All-NBA, three All-Star teams. He's atrocious in a big spot, so I wouldn't give up as much value as you typically would for somebody that age, that accomplished. But I think some general manager somewhere will be, you could call foolish enough to do so, if they see him put another half season under his belt. How much what? more? How much more would you have to throw in? Uh, you know, and I don't know if this could even be done to get a guy like Damian Lillard. Yeah, I know. It's funny. It sounds crazy to even suggest that now, have right? But six months yeah. ago, that would have been a fair suggestion. Unfortunately, his his value is so low; it's crazy right now. Stock is just so mm-hmm. low. I don't even know if that's even a possibility anymore. Before, I thought it would be. You know, maybe add something to the Simmons package, of course. But now, add something to a package for a CJ. Yeah. CJ McCollum's always been a fringe all-star type player. He could drop 30 to sleep. I get that. He'd be a good fit in theory, but I don't know. He's 29. You're also giving up five years. He's 29 yeah. years of age. He spent four years at Lehigh. People forget that. I, I don't know if that's the greatest package in the world, but at least for the first time in a while, I don't know if you guys agree. I do trust Daryl Morey. Not that he has a championship on his belt, but I trust him more than the past two regimes. Well, this is a unique fan base out here, man, and they have a lot more influence on these teams than than most players. You no, know, most teams that you you know you deal with, and at this point, head they want heads to roll here, and they want Ben Simmons head to roll. And I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, you're, you're talking about a guy who's you know outside of shooting, he's one of the most complete, accomplished players you can have as far as being a distributor, uh, rebounding, defensive prowess. He has all that athletic talent. A great slasher and you know in in transition type of basketball, but this fan base wants what they want. Now, if you listen to Maury and you know the interviews and stuff, I think they're thinking along the lines of the same thing you're saying. You know, they believe they can fix. Is he fixable to you? I don't know anymore. I don't mm. know anymore. I thought so, and I've said, and I told you that's I realistic. Said, you know, that's yeah, I thought it was a shame he would never be the best version of himself because he doesn't trust himself to shoot. But he took it to a new level in this series, especially that final game when he gave up the now infamous dunk to Matisse Thibel, who was a moron, by the way, in Game 5 and Game 7. Yeah. Game 5, he fouls Trey Young. Game 7, he fouls Carter. another three-point shooter. I mean, for a smart yeah. dude, Matisse Thibel's a very smart guy. Man, he doesn't have a high basketball IQ defensively yet, but obviously he's a great defensive player. Getting back to your point, Ben Simmons – I think he might be who he is, unfortunately. I mean, you go back, you watch Summer League tape, he's taking all these shots. You go to LSU, he's taking corner threes, for goodness sakes. I would hate to see him develop somewhere else, Barry. Could you imagine that? All of a sudden, he goes somewhere else. We're sitting here That's what with happens. a 29-year-old C.J. McCollum 
Mm-hmm. And next, you know, Ben Simmons, you get a box score. What? Ben Simmons was two for three from three? Shot five in the rain? Did you <laughs> right. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> that, that's going to be like when Carson Wentz throws 38 touchdowns oh. and seven interceptions this year in the Indianapolis. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. The Carson Wentz thing could be very painful. You're right about yeah. that. This whole football season might be painful for the Eagles. Yeah. That's another story. Well, you know, the other thing, Tom, is like with all the injuries throughout the NBA, and you can even go back to, you know, with the Lakers, with Anthony Davis, you know, LeBron wasn't even quite right. Uh, right. Kawhi Leonard goes down. You know, the, the injuries in Brooklyn. Uh, it just seemed like they had a freeway you know, to the finals. And this was the year, man, where, you you know, at the end of the day, you don't care if you, if you end up with the ring and a parade, you're not going to sit there and say, oh yeah, but so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so were hurt. You know, so what? Like th- this might've been their best chance. Who knows? I agree. It's painful watching Phoenix right now, especially with no Chris Paul. Now the difference there is we're pretty sure he'd be back at the very least for a final. Yeah. Still Phoenix is beatable. That would have been a great final. Yeah, I mean, listen, we thought they were just as talented as Phoenix. And so, you know, the Clippers, if they had Kawhi Leonard from a talent standpoint, maybe they have a slight edge, but they're not going to get Kawhi Leonard back, I don't think. Kawhi, I think, is done for the season. We shall see. And obviously, Milwaukee, again, I've already hit them up. I mean, I didn't come away impressed with Drew Holiday in that series. Mm -hmm. Chris Middleton had a couple great games. He He had a couple couple good games. Right. Giannis, I I wouldn't be surprised if Dave McMillan goes to the hack of Giannis. Why not? He shoots the same percentage as Ben. So, I don't come away all that impressed with any of the teams. Not to say they're not very good. They all are. But there's no Warriors. There's no LeBron-led, you know, Laker team or even Cavalier team for that matter. I'm with you. It makes it extra, extra painful because if they just would have won that game seven, right now I think a lot of people, frankly, would look at Philadelphia as the favorite for a chip. Well, you know what? You're absolutely right, man. And and, and that's what irritates me the most. But uh, even, you know, before the the 76 lost this series, I thought the East – was looking a lot better, a lot more impressive than the Westwood. And now, I don't know, the NBA is pissed off at the representation that's coming from the East right now and what's going on in the NBA, man. They have to be at this point. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta and Milwaukee, come on, Barrett. The, the ratings are <laughs> yeah. not going to be good. No. I work on NBA radio. I'm wondering, is anybody going to be listening after freaking Atlanta and Milwaukee? No, nah, I mean, yeah. listen, it's the Eastern <laughs> Finals. People will be into it to an extent. The hardcore hoop head will be there. Right, but the right. general, you know, Joe Schmo, he's not going to care as much as long as LeBron, KD, even Embiid, he's got star power, Dame mm-hmm. Lillard. You guys know who the big names are. Kawhi's not playing. Giannis will move the needle, but only to a certain extent. Trey Young, to a certain extent. They're not – Atlanta's actually a big market to an extent, but they're not mm-hmm. filled up. It's not Brooklyn. It's the worst matchup Adam Silver could have visioned. And even the L.A. matchup, yes, they get the L.A. market, but it's not the Lakers. There's no Kawhi. Right. It's not the best Final Four in the world for the NBA. Now, me personally, I'd rather these teams win it than LeBron win another, than the Nets win one, because I think they're going to have a chance to win one anyway. I'd like to spread the wealth anyway. Anybody but, but LeBron. Anybody yeah, so, but LeBron. Right. And I'm not even <laughs> That's a LeBron bit of consensus, yeah. yeah right. I'm not even a LeBron hater. I actually think yeah. he's your next-door neighbor. You like him. But the reality is, yeah, I don't want LeBron winning again. And he's yeah. awfully dramatic. I thought he was going to show up. After they lost that final game six, I would have sworn he showed up to the presser in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. I mean, just remind us. There's <laughs> something wrong with his ankles. That's the way he operates. It's frustrating, but I'm with you. Uh, I remember back when he said, I, I, I hit the free throws, even though I was, you know, I saw three free throws. Oh, yeah. He was blurred, blurry vision. Yeah, yeah, he hit the three. He yeah. hit the three, and he just shot at the middle rim. Meanwhile, right. I'm looking at his eyes because I'm doing the postgame show. They look fine. 
<laughs> we all see it. Yeah, we all see it. <laughs> hey, what, what what did you think of uh, the NBA draft lottery last night? I'm sure you had to touch on that a little bit on the post game show. Barely, if I'm honest, Howard, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> oh, you did? Uh, wow. Whoa. Wait a second. He's on NBA radio and he forgot about the draft lottery. Wow. Dude, I was the only one who watched it. I know. I, I don't yeah, know that was the ratings. One, you. The league does an awful job of promoting when these things are. You never know yeah. when you're handing out an award. You just turn on a game and somebody's holding up a trophy. It's, yeah, you're it's right about that. It's very strange about the scheduling as far as that stuff's concerned. But the Pistons could use Cade Cunningham. I didn't come away impressed with Cade during the NC2A tournament. But that's yeah. a small sample size. I mean, I know he's going to be a great scorer. A lot of people seem to think it's going to be a pretty good draft, at least one through five. We'll see. The Warriors end up getting two lottery picks. We'll see how that mm-hmm. works out. You know, there weren't huge storylines coming out of it necessarily. You know, the Knicks were actually the playoffs for once. You don't have to talk about where they are. And mm-hmm. I think some of the bigger storylines are actually on the floor, whereas a lot of times they are the draft lottery. But it is interesting to see the Pistons. They need something because you go down yeah. to a Pistons game, you could get seats on the floor. Nobody goes. Right. Now, is it just me that thinks that Dan Gilbert made an, a deal with uh, the commissioner when LeBron left that he gets a top three pick for like the next 10 years? They are always in the top three. I know. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and yet they always stink. So they it doesn't stink. Really matter, yeah. does it? No. They'll take another Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, decent player, but not great. You know, mm-hmm. I, and then how about Kevin Love? Listen, I love when guys commit to play for Team USA. It's great. Kevin Durant, I give him all the credit in the world coming off the Achilles. But now Kevin Love, who played like three games all year, collected checks the entire time, is going to play for Team USA. Right. How much you want to bet wow. he'll come back and have right knee soreness and miss the first couple months of next season? Despite <laughs> yep. a check. There you go. Yeah. And that was one thing I was glad, at least initially, it seems like Ben Simmons is not going to play for uh, Team Australia, and he's going to work on game improvement instead. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's, that's the that. word. I guess you could argue that both ways if you think about it. Maybe – you know, give him the ball. I don't know if Australia will be willing to do this, but hey, he'll play. But we need him to have the ball every possession down the stretch. And right, right. Shoot just to get accustomed to it. That would be interesting, but he probably wouldn't do that. So, hey, listen, whatever environment gives him a better chance to work off this mental issue he's having, the mental block. I was shocked when he admitted, what was it, after game six or game five, that it was a mental problem when he was 4-14. Yeah. That's not something we've heard from Ben before. That's an admission. Right. That's something I think we got to take very serious. And that's probably something we all should have known considering it's not like he used to not shoot from the outside right well you know what oh go ahead no go ahead barrett i I mean that that, to me that's a step that's one of the most positive steps in the right direction i've seen from ben since he's been here because it used to be like all right what do you talk for what i'm I'm an all you know defensive player right you know i I am what i am i love that response so you know why should i why should i change and i think he got humbled he ate a piece of the humble pie this year so I think there is a chance that he might change and, you know, they got to keep him because of that. You know, I was, I was, I was on the you know, bandwagon. Hey man, we need, we need to get him out. No, he, he's got to stay here. He's got to stay here. Uh, you know, just to, you know, just for himself, man, you know, from, from a, from the standpoint of, all right, he owes his fan base a little more than he, what he's given them. Well, that's, that's for sure. I mean, there, there were high expectations, not that any of those comparisons matter, not that any of those comparisons are his fault necessarily. But to your point, he he has always carried himself with a little sense of arrogance. You know what I mean? Yes. And maybe that rubs off a little bit now. Maybe that goes away a little bit as he's been humbled, to your point. Because before it was always how many assists I have, how many right, right. did my opponent have. Now it right. was, yeah, I think it's a mental block. That's probably good. A little reality 
might be the best thing that could ever happen to Ben Simmons. Again, I'm with you guys. I know it takes a lot of patience, and a lot of us here in Philadelphia sports fans don't have patience. But if you think the best thing to do is move on, you still bring him back because mm-hmm. you don't sell low. Let him shine, and he will likely make the all-star team. That's when you move, and I bet you you get more than the proposed packages right now you're you're reading all over the internet. So let him feast on a bunch of bad teams in the East in the regular season and build build up his stats. Maybe he does come back and can shoot 60-some-odd percent from the free throw line, you know, like yeah. Doc thinks he can do, and and that builds back his value, and you do it at the deadline. That's your thought. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you do. And right now, I mean, it's not as if he can't play with Joel Embiid. Even in the playoffs, they were a plus 19.9 net rating per 100 possessions together. Think about that. Mm-hmm. There's never been a team in the history of the sport that had a plus 19.9 net rating. So that also speaks to the lousy rotations from Doc Rivers, by the way. But that's a whole yeah. other topic. I'm not a well, yeah. Doc guy wasn't before. Right. Yes, so, to answer your question, I'd wait on Ben Simmons. And this basically added to Doc's, uh, you know, the bad side of his resume, which is blowing leads in the playoffs yep. with good teams. Uh, another one. Another yeah. one. He, he was out adjusted by Nate McMillan. He did a fantastic job in the regular season. I'm not trying to take him, you know, uh, you know, out of Philadelphia yet. But if this were to happen next year and they shine again and then come up small to postseason spot, at that stage, I think you've got to move on from Doc. I think it's kind of funny. Already you hear people, and Ben Simmons is 24, he's been in the league, what, four years? Well, he's not a postseason player. Okay, <laughs> we know that after four years. Yeah, we've seen Doc Rivers for, what, four decades. And right. Because he won in 2008 with Kevin Garnett. With a bunch of Hall of Famers. Out, yeah. Right, with three Hall yeah. of Famers, two of which are probably top 50 of all time. He is a postseason performer. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. So you'd have doesn't to make use sense. that same mindset to move on from Doc Rivers after one more year. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, you know, let's let's get into the meat of it, man. Who do you see in the finals this year? Milwaukee and Phoenix. Phoenix up 2 nothing's an easy one, obviously. The Clips mm-hmm. have come back from two games to none twice, but without Kawhi Leonard, I don't think that's happening. I think they'll take one or two in Staples. Mm-hmm. Um, Milwaukee, I think, will be tested by Atlanta. I already took the eight with the Hawks. I was surprised. Eight Look points. at you. And the series price was a little yeah. surprising. Yeah, I mean, come on, eight points for Atlanta, I think, is pretty good. I do, too. So, yeah, I got to believe it or not, they're, I'm, they're I'm all into the modeling now. How you would love it. The, oh, nice. Uh, play, player based model as Atlanta, team based model as Atlanta. So we'll see. Watch. They'll get blown out by 50 tonight. <laughs> I, I really think Milwaukee is susceptible <laughs> defensively. You could get them rotating with a, little, with a little penetration, and now you can swing the ball. And three point shooters feast on Milwaukee's defense, even yeah. when they have great net ratings defensively. Their perimeter defense has always stunk. So I think this Atlanta matchup could be a little scary at times. Hmm. Milwaukee will win the series, but I think Atlanta makes it a lot closer than the odds makers in general. No question. I tend tend to agree with you. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you before we say goodbye. Uh, I know you're Mr. NBA, but you're also Mr. College Football, and you're fighting Irish. What do you think of this new playoff scenario? And you got to love it from a fighting Irish standpoint, no? Well, I don't think so just because if – I have the information correctly. They can't get a buy here, I don't think. So there's no way. They don't have a built-in buy, which doesn't really make sense. If you're top four, why wouldn't you get a buy? But I guess it's a way to penalize them. So from that standpoint, I don't know if it is. But overall, I don't know how you feel about it, Harry. I don't love it. I think sometimes less is more in sports. I'm not mm-hmm. looking forward to taking calls on Mad Dog Sports Radio from guys about whether or not Alabama should be load managing. Because that's coming. Why would yeah. Alabama play its starting quarterback the future number one pick in the draft against Auburn in a meaningless iron bowl for them. When is the next time Alabama won't be 
in the college football playoff. Clemson, same thing. Clemson, South mm-hmm. Carolina, that rivalry game is dead. Michigan, Ohio State. Ohio State will be more concerned about load management. College football just invited the worst aspect of the NBA, the load management, which I understand. I get why teams load manage. It's just it's just not good for fans. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to have that in what used to be the biggest games in college football. So well, I, I knew it was well, coming, you know, but I, I don't know if I love it. Ohio State can load manage and still beat Michigan. Yeah, you're probably right. Right. <laughs> and unfortunately, right. Alabama might be able to load manage and still beat 99% of the teams in the country. That's right. the other thing, too. Well, at least we'll have fresh blood. No, we won't. It's yeah. still going to be Alabama. It's still going to be Clemson. It's still going to be Ohio State. In the end, but, it I will mean, be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, so we're changing the rules so we could see, you know, Coastal Carolina lose by 50 to Alabama. That's going to make us all happy. Oregon get beat up by 28. I think Alabama would rather play Oregon than their typical SEC schedule, which they would be playing down the stretch of the season, which ultimately was a college football playoff game. Alabama college football playoff game. Some of them were in September. Some of them were in October. But people aren't dumb enough to realize that. Every sport has to be the same. We have to invite everybody to the postseason. Everybody needs a second chance in sports. So I guess this is, you know, the opportunity. I get it. Everybody needs a second chance in life. We love that. But sports can be different every once in a while. I kind of like the idea that – you know what? You've got to be the best team all year long to be the national champion. It's the only sport that could say that right. until now. Well, you know what? Alabama could probably beat the Jets and the Jaguars. So I'm just, just letting you know, man. <laughs> that, that, that team is, is unbelievable, man. But, you know, you're right, man. It's, it's, at, at, they are looking towards that, that, that type of aspect. You know, Power Five conferences. You mean you're going to get that? You're going to get that now. There's no doubt. There's definitely going to be load management coming. Look, I'll be mm. I'll be into it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's not like I'm not going to be a college football fan. I think college football has got bigger issues with what the Supreme Court has been ruling of late. So we'll see how that mm-hmm. shakes out. It Pay might em. be the haves and the have-nots in college football right. and college basketball. You know, once things start to change a little bit, I definitely think athletes should be able to to reap the benefit of their image and likeness. Image and that's and a likeness, matter of time. Yeah. But I wonder where else we're going to end up going with this. It seems like the ball is really moving now. We'll see, excuse me. We'll see, and I wonder if more of these college athletes will start to go to the G League in college basketball, college football. They'll probably be all right. I don't know where else. Yeah, you're still good. The NFL is not going to let you in at the age of 18, nor should they physically. I don't know. I don't know if you're ready. Yeah, the, but, yeah you're we'll college is going to be interesting. You got the G League. We got a couple of guys in this uh, lot lottery that are G yep. League players, and now they're going to have that high school league, or for guys that you know, even in high school. Yep. Uh, what's that? Uh, Kevin Ollie, I think, is 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 part of that. That's going to start next year. So yeah, the the, the whole structure's changing. But we got to let Tom get back to cut the the, the rest of his lawn. We yeah. appreciate all these uh, this great stuff from the NBA, a little college football. You got to listen to him on NBA radio on Sirius XM and also Mad Dog Sports Radio. Great stuff, Tom. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Any time. Really appreciate there he you is. guys. Thank you. All right, now we got uh, we got one more hour to go. That was a fast hour, Barrett. Way too fast, man. Way too fast. <laughs> we got a, a couple minutes. We'll be right back at the top. We got Jason Martinez coming your way in hour number two. And also, I'm going to play this video. Our buddy John Boy, who we had on a couple of months ago now at the start of the baseball season, gave a great narration to the just the, the circus act that went on last night at Citizens <laughs> Bank Park with uh, Scherzer and Girardi. You're going to want to see this. Uh, we'll play that when we come back. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. 
Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. And we're back, hour number two on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, The Middle with Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. And uh, I don't think we're going to be joined by Shander today. Uh, I haven't seen any texts of him saying that uh, he's able to come on. I don't even know if we sent him the link today. We shouldn't have. I mean, he's got yeah. you know, more pertinent stuff that he needs to worry about. So, you know, let him go ahead and enjoy his son, man. Yeah. Just enjoy his son. Well, now I'm getting word from Xander that we may not be able to play this video because Xander's in Florida somewhere, and apparently the Wi-Fi at the hotel that he's staying at is being worked on. Everybody's got Wi-Fi issues. <laughs> I, it's, 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 I, I know the hotel that he's staying at. It's like a five-star hotel. Well, yeah, what do you, you mean know, you got nothing, Wi-Fi nothing, issues? Yeah, nothing but the best for Zan now. Seriously. Be, yeah, he's probably in a penthouse somewhere. Right. <laughs> penthouse with no Wi-Fi. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, I saw this this morning. And, of course, I was not – I was watching the NBA stuff last night and the hockey. I didn't even turn – I didn't even turn on the Phillies. And they lost to the Nationals last night, I guess. And, and Scherzer was on the mound. And, of course, you know about this, this – uh, sticky stuff yeah, going yeah. on with baseball. Now they're all after the pitchers. 
uh, you know, apparently, you know, these guys use all kinds of different uh, combinations of like sunscreen and yep. I, which I, I wasn't aware of sunscreen and rosin apparently is one of the things that they <laughs> typically use just to get a grip on the baseball. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, you know, it's almost like they had the, the sandpaper and all that, you know? Yeah. What I mean? Well, I don't know. I don't know. If, is it really cheating if everybody's doing it? And, and the hitters were aware of it anyway. I mean, it, some of these hitters I've heard are okay with it because they don't want these guys losing their grip on the baseball. They don't want to get hit. Right. You right. know, some well, guy's throwing 99 at you and he doesn't have a good grip on the baseball. I wouldn't want to stand in that box either. No question. No question. Right? But, you know, it's, it's not allowed. So, you know, they're not supposed to do it. At this point, it doesn't really matter, man. They're going to find a way, you know. So I guess he was rubbing his hair or something like that. Well, yeah, they checked him three times. The umpires checked him three times after he got, you know, guys out at the plate, you know, whatever they'll, they're, they're checking his hands. He's showing, you know, no, I'm good. I'm good. Finally, Girardi notices him taking his hat off and going into his hair and he doesn't have a lot of hair. Okay. He's losing his hair. Scherzer is. He's, he's like right. a sweaty mess out there. Right. right. <laughs> and he's going through his hair and Girardi notices that Girardi gets up on the top step and basically gets the umpires to go, go out and check him again. And now he's like, really, he's really pissed off. Like, right, are you right, serious? Right. Like, you think I got like, you know, pine tar in my hair? Like, what, what is that? <laughs> it was a joke. And then, they, I mean, you know, Girardi, they started yelling at one another. It was an absolute circus. And it, it also occurred in the A's game last night with this wow. Sergio Romo, who you might remember him when he was with the Giants in the World Series in the playoffs. He's a really good pitcher for the Giants, relief pitcher. Right. The ump comes up to him and he starts taking his pants off. He's literally what? like, oh, he starts undoing his belt, and the ump is like, no, 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 it's it's okay. It's a, he takes his pants off. <laughs> like, go ahead, check my underwear. I don't, you know, I I got I got right. nothing down there. I, I don't have bullfrog sunscreen on my scrotum. Okay, I'm good. Like it's it's become it's a total joke, bro. You you you. Don't really comprehend all the stuff. Even in football, man, they do the same thing. Before. It used to be these had a spray, this sticky spray that receivers used to put their hands on. And, you know, it got so bad that they couldn't touch their they couldn't touch their uniforms because if they fall, there'll be d the dust and everything and, and, and dirt would stay on their jerseys because they had so much stick them on. Or right. defensive linemen would spray the silicone stuff on their jersey to right. make it like so you couldn't grab them, slide your hands, slide off it. They try everything strategically to try to gain an, an advantage when you're out on the field, man. So, I mean, hey, if it happens, if you ain't cheating. You know, if you ain't, if, if you ain't cheating, it, what was that saying? If you what ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, if yeah, you ain't yeah. cheating, you ain't frying. trying. Trying. Not <laughs> frying, trying. <laughs> Long day already, man. But I tell you, it got so bad. Like, there's a, uh, there's a coach for the Nationals who used to be – with Girardi with the Yankees years ago. Okay. Uh, they know each other, they're friends. And it got so bad that both of those guys were yelling at one another in each dugout, you know, all kinds of, you know, you know, F bombs and all this stuff. So that's when Girardi walked out. A lot of people think he was going after Scherzer. He wasn't. He was going after the other coach. Yeah, his friend. Basically yeah. calling him out on the field, like, let's go. <laughs> it was a circus. And then they threw Girardi out. Well, you know, you just you you, you want to have a competitive edge. He wanted to stop a competitive edge. I mean, these days there has to be something going on, anyways, man. With the way these guys are pitching these days, all these no hitters that are going on. Yeah, uh, that the average is down like twenty percent. You know, for for batters, 
there's got to be something going on. Me. Well, I- it's also the way they they bring these hitters up to to hit too. They they don't they don't care about just contact. They just want them to swing for home runs. Right. You know, there, there's no small ball now. You right. Know, trying to get guys on base and all. They don't have that anymore. So I mean, it's it's hurting the game in all actuality. It has really hurt the game. I mean, I I don't pay attention to it anymore. I got to be honest with you. (laughs) This is the only thing that got me to pay attention to it. I wish we could play it because the narration is hilarious (laughs) to go along with the video. It really, it's a circus. Well, I mean, you got to understand, man. The batters just aren't, I mean, we can't score anything. The the Phillies can't score. They can't pitch. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is going to be a 500 team. There's no way I can see them making the playoffs right now. No. No way. Not making a playoffs. No shot. All right. So since we since we can't play that, I thought we'd go I'd go to this because Barrett loves any excuse uh to talk a little football. And I saw oh by the way, we're gonna do more over-unders in overtime. I don't think we're gonna have parls today because I don't have any way to get in touch with them. Right, right. That was right. all Aton that used to do that. Um, so we'll do more over-unders in overtime. Do you know who else was doing the over-unders? Who's that? Birds 365. Oh, they came and got you, huh? I go to the Jacob Media YouTube page every day after the show just to see what everybody else is doing. And uh, Dan Cilio's on there. He's going to join us tomorrow on the show. Um, But I noticed that Birds 365 over-unders. And I'm like, hmm, what is this? I went on there. Sure enough, same ones. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, to, to their credit, I think they gave Brandon Lee Gowden and Jimmy Kemsky the credit. So okay. it wasn't like they stole them and didn't give the credit. Wow. But I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but did you see do you see the uh stuff that Kemsky does every every year he does this? Like why your team will be a dumpster fire. No. No? No, no, no. I mean, why, 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 man? Well, he goes through each team in the division. Okay, now today's was Washington football team. He gives 10 reasons why this team will be a dumpster fire. Give me the, give me number one. All right, I'm going to, this thing's not loading. I feel like I'm in Xander's hotel room right now (laughs) uh, with the Wi Fi. All right, here we go. Number one for Washington, a division rival had to disgrace itself for this trash team to get into the playoffs. <laughs> wow. Okay, go last year of course they made the yeah. playoffs at you know under 500. They had a very good defense, got into the playoffs, but really did anybody really need an NFC East team in the no, playoffs we, last we, year? No, we should have just took took the year off and not sent anybody. Exactly. <laughs> Wow, that is messed up, man. Because we're the worst team in the division, and they they were the disgrace to even go into it. That's terrible, right. man. All <laughs> right, number two. I know that he's a national treasure, and it's hearsay to say anything negative about him. But let's be honest. Ryan Fitzpatrick is just the next in a long line of mediocre WFT quarterbacks. <laughs> so he's out on the beard. Right. Come on, man. How good do you think he could be for them? Because, I mean, you know, he's been a backup and a journeyman for a reason. That dude's he, like 50 years old, man. Do you think he's all of a sudden going to turn into Rich Gannon with the no. Raiders, you know, like like he was late in his career? No. He, he's not going to be good at all, period. They're going to go to that young guy that uh, played in the playoffs 
against Tampa Bay. That's where they're going to go. That young, oh, yeah? Yeah, they're going to go with him. Guaranteed. Wow. I even forget his name. Right. <laughs> he was a pretty good athlete. He, he took us for took us for well he took the he definitely took Tampa Bay for a run. Yeah. All right, here's number 3. The offensive tackles are highly suspect on the Washington football team. They used to be great. They had um they had Trent Williams, Williams and, and Morgan Moses. Moses. Yeah. Yeah, Moses pretty good. Moses from Virginia. He well, that's how good. he starts. Once upon a time, they had Trent Williams at oh. left and Morgan <laughs> Moses at right. That was a really good tandem. In 2020, they'll have Charles Leno a guy oh, cut by the Bears. Yeah. It and was, it was a rookie a second guy. round pick, Sam Cosme at right tackle. Yeah, he's from um he's pretty good. He was like one of the top first rounder from um Texas. Oh, is that Cosme, where he okay? Yeah. Did they Cosme's just draft him? They just drafted him. Okay. Cosme pretty good, and Leno's pretty good. Leno's good? Yeah. Well, why'd the Bears get rid of him? He's making too much money. Oh wow. Yeah, he was making too much money. He's been there for a long time. All right, number four, Scott Turner, his first year as offensive coordinator. <laughs> and then he puts uh, right after that in parentheses, fart noise. Fart noise. <laughs> I don't know who – I don't know what he's going to do, man. I, You know, I can't judge him, man. He might be all right. His pops was pretty good, but I yeah, don't know his, if he's going to be all right. his dad was good. Yeah. All right, yeah, number five, we can identify with this. Uh, the linebackers aren't great. That's crazy because I think they will be great. For the Eagles or for the Redskins? For the, or Redskins. the Washington football team. Yeah. They'll they'll be pretty good. I mean, you they got the so. two first they got they got two first rounders. No, three first rounders at linebacker. Well, they're they're not really line, they're actually rush ins. Right. But they're, you know, I guess, you know, yeah, they'll be pretty good. All right, number six, Montez Sweat, SMH. I guess he's he's one of the good linebackers, or, or, or he's a pass rusher. Yeah. yeah, he's he's talking about his uh, his viewpoint on the vaccine. I guess. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I don't really know about that. Mm. Number seven, they used a fifth round pick to draft a long snapper. Uh, well. I mean, the, the need is there. They got to go get it. We got lucky. Who's our punter? In all I, have no, I have no idea. I don't even know who our punter is. Wow. You should know that. Right. Yeah. All right, number eight. Now, this is legit. Some of these are obviously a little bit of sarcasm. Number eight, they're going to have a first-place schedule. Uh-huh. Hmm. How are they going to have a first place schedule? Well, because they finished in first place, the Red, the Washington football team, even though they were under 500. So they're going to have a first place schedule with tough opponents on it. Right. I'm are, you okay? are you okay today? Can you yeah, hear but me? That, that doesn't make sense to me because we're all going to play the, play the same opponents. Yeah, but they got NFC East team. Yeah. Uh, they, they're going to play the Packers, Seahawks, and Bills. Right, the, okay, the yeah, Eagles okay, play yeah, the Lions and the Niners and the Jets. Right, 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 right. So I Packers, Seahawks, Bills—that's that's that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. You know, and, and we have the Lions, the 49ers, and the Jets. Yeah, we yeah, have the Lions, Niners, and Jets. <laughs> I mean, like Dallas has the Vikings, Cardinals, and Patriots. That's pretty tough too. 
Yeah, that could be, depending on where those games are. The Giants have the Bears, Rams, and Dolphins. Yeah, that's pretty tough. That's not that's not easy either. Right, Packers, right. Seahawks, Bills. I mean, that's those are, those, are three te- those are three teams that could go to the Super Bowl. Three really good playoff teams from last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, now here he goes nine. This is legit too, and you know this because you know this since 2004. There hasn't been a repeat NFC East champion. That's hard to believe. Out of da, right? That's legit, legit too. You know, it even is. even even the birds. You know, the year they won the Super Bowl that next year, um, they didn't win the division. <laughs> so yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, I mean, he's going. He detailed every year, and it's amazing. Like it looks like, you know, I mean, obviously, no, the last time the Eagles won, it was 2019 before that 2017. Then you got to go all the way back to 2013, which was Chip's first year for the Eagles. But isn't that hard to believe that a team just won the Super Bowl, didn't go into the next year and win the division? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, the Giants haven't won this division since 2011, which was the last time they won the Super Bowl. Wow. So wow. it's been a long time for them. Well, they're going to be kind of legit, man. We're, we're, we're sleeping on them. They're going to be legit. Their you offense, think so? Yes. I mean, their offense, the, way, the receivers, the way the receivers are put together. What about the line, though? They just shorted up a little bit from a draft pick. Let me look at, Let me look up their um, their offensive line. They just – I mean, they just shorted up a little bit. So, um, well, num- Number 10 here as we, we're going to just finish up the Washington football team. And as always – Daniel Snyder is still the owner. <laughs> I don't know. Bam. There, yeah, that's it. There you that's go. it right there. That's it. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Drop the mic there. He's that's still legit. That guy. Yeah. They're absolutely right. Right. But, yeah, looking at the Giants, man. I'm looking at the Giants. They look all right, man. Their offensive line looks all right, too. Well, he's I, we got the dumpster fire for the Giants, too. All right. <laughs> we got 10 reasons. You got it for the Giants, too? Oh, Yeah. Let me see that one. I'm doing some homework here, man. You know? Jimmy Kemsky puts this together every year. I always get a kick out of it. All right. <laughs> Number one reason the Giants will be a dumpster fire. They're crybaby losers. <laughs> Since 2017, the Giants are tied for the worst record in the NFL with the Jets. Wow. At 18 and 46. I didn't know that. Me neither. Yeah, he's got every team broken out since wow. 2017. Going to scroll all the way down to the bottom. Yes, Giants are 18 and 46, tied with the Jets. Right in front of them are the Bengals, who are 19, 44, and one. Wow. Yeah. 19, 44, and one. That's the Bengals. And that and that one. <laughs> that tie was with the Eagles, wasn't it? Yes. Last year. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles are 35, 28, and 1 in that period of time. So seven games over 500 since 2017. That's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Do you know who the, has the best record? The Eagles? No, the best. I'm not saying the division overall oh, in the well, NFL. Uh, You know what? It'd probably have to be, still be the Patriots still. Uh, they're actually fourth. The Saints. Oh yeah, yeah. Forty nine yeah. and fifteen. Damn. And they haven't been in a Super Bowl recently. Right. Isn't that amazing. Right. The Chiefs they won't be now. No. They don't have a quarterback. Who's going to be their starting quarterback? They don't even know. Jameis. 
You think it's gonna be Jameis? Even and though they gave the, the other kid a hundred million dollar contract? Yeah, their Swiss Army knife guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Chiefs are forty eight and sixteen, so they're one game behind them. That's pretty that's pretty wild. They got Saquon Barkley, man. I mean, people are just they're not realizing how good that kid is. He's a thoroughbred, man. Even yeah, after his is. injury, he's gonna be pretty good. All right, number two, second reason the Giants will be a dumpster fire. Daniel Jones just isn't very good. Yeah. He whooped our ass, though. But, yeah, he's he's not going to be very good. Uh, In these two NFL seasons, Jones leads the NFL in turnovers with 39. Wow. Carson's close, though. And he missed six starts. Mm. So the third reason... The Giants will be a dumpster fire. Here it is. The offensive line still stinks. <laughs> well, they got the kid that got in the first round, uh, t- Thomas from um, – Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Yeah, from Georgia. Yeah, he didn't, I thought he, he was, was pretty good. You thought he was good? Yeah, I thought At he was Georgia good. or with the Giants? At Georgia. Okay. <laughs> At Georgia, I thought he was pretty good. <laughs> and then I like their um, their their right tackle – I mean, their right guard, Hernandez. Hernandez from UTEP. From like UTEP, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good. Um, they got Shane Lemieux at left guard, Nick Gates at center, and Matt Pert, not Neil Pert, at right tackle. Peart Pert. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, they're 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 gonna be bad. They're gonna be bad. And number four, he questions whether Saquon Barkley will ever be the same again. What? Well, I guess after the injury. Well, I, he will be. So we need to take that question away. You think so? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be good. We all I mean, see him. He's a, I mean, he's a a workout warrior. That guy. Yep, yep. You should saw the kid in, in college, man, squatting like seven hundred some pounds. Yeah, you know, That's, ridiculous. That is out of control. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and here's a good one. Number five, Jason Garrett is still the offensive coordinator. Now you guys are always on my board, Jason. And man. he's got a stick figure of him <laughs> clapping his hands. <laughs> That's what he used to do. That's what oh, that- yeah. The clapper. <laughs> that was phenomenal. I kind of missed the clapper in Dallas. Right, right, clapper. right. I mean, Mac- McCarthy's a he's a bore. He, well, he's not very good either. No. So. That's our saving grace. I know that's going to be one of his – one of his, when they do the Dallas one, that's going to be one of his um, one of his five reasons they're dumped a fire. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, Number six, five of the Giants' six wins were against backup or otherwise trash quarterbacks. They beat Kyle Allen and Alex Smith with uh, Washington football team. Right. Carson Wentz with the Eagles. (laughs) Absolutely. Trash. (laughs) Uh, Brandon Allen with the Bengals. Trash. Russell Wilson. What? What is now? Take that off. You Russell wasn't trash. Russell Wilson in there. No. And Andy not. Dalton with the Cowboys. Oh, he was trash. Ginger was trash. Well, yeah, he says five of their six. So he's, oh, he's okay. saying that, you know, Russell will. That's my bad. Um, yeah. We should also note here that the Giants also lost to Mitch Trubisky, Nick Mullins, and Carson Wentz. That is pretty telling. Carson was I, I can't believe Carson was that bad, man. Not not as you think he should not he was have been awful. that bad, man. I know, man, but he shouldn't have been that bad, bro. Yeah, There's no way he should have been uh, uh I mean, he was just horrible, horrible. Nothing he did was right, man. Couldn't get right at all. 
Number seven, their rookie first round pick already skipped OTAs. Kadarius Tony, I guess, skipped their OTA, the rookie. Do what? I don't know. Maybe he had to go uh, pick out sconces. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> what, was uh, it, uh, what was his name? Kelly? Uh, he was a defensive back. Yeah, um, the DB from, yeah. from, from, from um, the bank. No, no, he was the with bank, the Ravens. Uh, Wasn't Ravens, he with the yep. Ravens before that? Yep. And then he went to Seattle. Carry something. Carry. Yes. Yeah, carry. Yep. <laughs> the stream will get it. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, you know, they actually wanted to, they actually wanted Smith. They were, they were going to draft Smith. Kerry Williams, 91 LSXers yep, had it first. Yep. Yeah, good job. Kerry Williams. Yeah, we did a couple days on that back you're in the right. old station. <laughs> go pick sconces out. Yep. Yeah, you're right. They got sconces. All right, number eight. It's a good question for you. Who are the Giants' edge rushers? Oh. Leonard Williams is in the interior. Yeah, he is in the interior. Uh, it's a mix of Lorenzo Carter, Ifedi Adeningbo, Ryan Anderson and O'Shane. I can't. I don't know these names. Where do all these people come up with these crazy names? (laughs) X-I-M-I-N-E-S is a guy's last name. I got no idea. Is that that how you pronounce it? All right. And a couple of rookies. Combined sacks from all those guys in 2020 was four and a half. (laughs) That's not a lot of production. Not at all. Ryan Anderson was pretty good. He was he's from uh, the Washington football team. First rounder from um, – He was an Alabama, Alabama. guy, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah from Alabama. Yeah. But the he Giants, never played a full season as rush in. He played linebacker but not rush in. The Giants the would bench. rather have Devontae Smith than their trade back <laughs> package. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that too. Yeah. yeah they're probably, he's probably right about that. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Wait, is there some new idea that Dave Gettleman is a good GM now? That's number 10. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Now, they signed Galladay, obviously, in in the offseason. A four-year deal worth $72 million with $40 million guaranteed. Yeah, he's worth it, though. Yeah. And a Dory Jackson. They signed him to a three-year deal. He was pretty good. He was from, um, from, uh, you know, uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, USC guy. He was pretty good, man. And Kyle Rudolph. I, I always like Kyle Rudolph. For some he's reason. really good from Minnesota. Yeah. He's one of the tight, he's one of the type tight, tight ends in the league. Yeah. Oh, man, that's pretty good. You know, consider the fact they still have their old tight end. Then they have him. I mean, their offense is going to be okay if their offensive line just plays a, a little bit, you know, beyond what, you know, they've played in the past. Right. They just got to give them a little bit of effort and they're going to be all right, man. So they still got Evan Ingram. Yeah, Evan Ingram from Ole Miss. Yeah, so he's still, you know, he's still a good one. If he can stay healthy, he's one of the top tight ends also, but he can never stay healthy. They got, you know, Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. at uh tailback. Then the receivers, man. Darius Slayton is a guy that's probably um Daniel Jones's most favorite target. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He he was always uh wide open all the time. Then they have Killer Galladay, they still have Sterling Shepard, and then they got John Ross from um from um Cincinnati, yeah, yeah, he never did anything, nothing. But he was a four-two guy. Yeah, he can run fast. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's usually what it is. Right, but can't catch. But then they got Kadarius Tony. Straight line speed. Now I don't know why Joey B is putting up Parl's hat odds uh, up on the stream. I think he just loves doing it. (laughs) I got no way to get in touch with Parl's. Yeah, we 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 don't have all the equipment. 
right to bring him on so i mean we if we had his email we probably could have sent us sent a uh sent the open for him, but i don't i don't know if he really wants to come on yeah i don't, I don't know I don't you know who, who knows he might be with he might be with his girlfriend this weekend all right the number one reason that the cowboys will be a dumpster fire it's now over a quarter century barrett since the cowboys last super bowl that's just that's just music isn't that ears. unbelievable music to my ears 25 years wow that's All why right. um that's why they, when they had the you know when they what was it uh, the draft in dallas mm-hmm. <laughs> the last time the cowboys were in the super bowl none of their draft picks were even born <laughs> oh yeah that's great oh i understand now it's i'm seeing this on the stream it's not parles's hat it's from mertitas's hat oh okay, okay oh all right a black sabbath hat is 44 to 1 <laughs> <laughs> what if he walks up with a hockey mask yeah that should be well, an yeah. Hockey, hockey mask what's another one ccm or bauer are front runners yeah i tend to ccm he gets for free what's ccm it's a hockey equipment uh, oh, okay. company. Oh. Yeah, he oh, gets yeah, everything. CCM is all free stuff, and he's all about free. Oh, no question. No. There's no question about that. Now, in this uh, part of the piece where he says they haven't been in the Super Bowl or haven't had a Super Bowl in 25 years, he puts down the teams in the NFC and their number of NFC championship game appearances. Do you know who has been to the most in those 25 years? In the Just NFC, NFC championship games. Ooh, um, I know the Eagles. The Eagles are probably up there. Not I think close. the Eagles had the most. No, they're second. They're second. Who's they're who has second. more? The Packers. Okay, have eight because right. yeah. he had the Favre Rogers crossover. Right, where, right, where, right. Yeah, they right. have eight. The Eagles had six. Have six. Right. You know that's when uh you know they've had a bunch of years where they've been it. Um, who well, yeah, Andy. Andy got the five. Yep. That's five by himself. Yeah, and then the Niners have five, followed by the Falcons, Panthers, and Vikings, all with four. Don't the Rams have four? Um, Rams have three. Okay. Yeah, according to this. All right, so the number Saints, two. The Saints probably got four, too, don't they? The Saints have three. They went to the playoffs. I mean, they went to um, the Super Bowl once. The championship game twice. Mm-hmm. I thought it was three times. They got three NFC championship game appearances. Wow. Yep. Dak Prescott is back, but the Cowboys still stunk last year before he got hurt. It was only a uh, couple of games, but. I don't know, man. I mean, they, they, that offense, man. Say what you want to say. They have three of the best wide receivers in the league playing together. Uh-huh. So, and now Zeke is supposed to be back in better shape, right? And weren't you saying that last week? Yeah, he's supposed to be. He he's not on that island kicking it like he did, you know. Yeah. <laughs> before his contract. All right, we'll get back to this. We're gonna have to take a timeout. We're we're looking to be joined by Jason Martinez on the other side. We'll talk a little hockey, a little Stanley Cup playoffs, and Flyers off season, and anything else with Jason. We can always get into uh, uh, baseball. He loves to rail on baseball, and I'm sure he has a take <laughs> on that that farce that took place down at Citizens Bank Park last night. You're listening to The Middle on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks will be back in a few. 
If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. There he is. We are back <laughs> with the final half hour of hour number two on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Uh, the middle with Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. Of course, Aton off today, off the rest of this week. And I, I guess I'm not sure you know this yet, uh, Jason. We're joined by Jason Martinez, of course, uh, Flyers honk and expert. And we're going to and Mr. Hockey, actually, is what I call him. But I don't know if you're aware of this, Jason. Uh, Aton's uh, little baby boy came into the world last night. His name is Edward Teddy Isaac Shander, and he came in at 929 last night, seven pounds and four ounces. Oh, man. Wow. Congrats to Aton. Teddy no Shander. Teddy Shander. <laughs> <laughs> <Teddy Shen. laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. You don't have to do much, man. You got me laughing already, man. Teddy Shan. By the way, me, me and uh, Barrett are shooting a double mint commercial later on today with our shirts. Oh, my God. What is going on? I'll tell I, you. I put on a hat because I think the people in the comments section were betting what my hat would say. Yeah. I think Motorhead was 99 to 1. Is that And is that what you got on there? Because I can't really read it. 
USA hockey. Oh, USA hockey. Ah, oh, jeez. I didn't have one, but when I saw that they were putting wagers down, I figured I better put one on. Nobody well, had the easy three to one odds of no hat. Black Sabbath was forty four to one. I don't know that I've ever seen a Black Sabbath hat. I think Lamb I of God one. was on there too. They. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't rock the metal hat. No, that's that's gauche. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's what. I mean, do people rock hats of bands? Like you got the nice ping hat on. Hat. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know that I've hat. ever seen anybody with like like an ACDC hat or something. Yeah, it's not it's not something you generally wear. Right. You know, right. You know, you know it's Vogue now to have um t-shirts of, of, of bands. Even black guys wear t-shirts of rock bands now, bro. Yeah, like yeah. the vintage ones. Like the yeah, old concert yeah. t-shirts. Yep, yeah, the old yep. the old diver down shirt hair with the yep. three-quarter white <laughs> sleeves and black shirt. Absolutely, man. I had I I had probably 20 of those in my drawer. Oh. All the concerts I went to in my in my senior year of high school. They'd What's be that skull good head? Money, What's that skull head that they you know one uh, one they had like going down the middle like a design? Well, it's Grateful middle. Dead. Grateful Dead. That's yeah, the Grateful Dead. dead. I got yeah, one of those and a Metallica one. Yeah, and nice. a Metallica one. Yeah, I got <laughs> I, from a big tall man for DXL. I had my Grateful Dead shirt on yesterday. It's it's got the Flyer logo on it, and it's spaced out at the Spectrum from '89. The show in '89 is that right? The, yeah, spaced out at the Spectrum. It's a great shirt. That that was pretty much pretty much every Flyers game this year. Spaced out at the Spectrum. Yeah, only they weren't at the Spectrum. Maybe they were at the Spectrum. Yeah. That was part of the problem, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I want to I want to get to the Flyers too, and we talk a little in, in NHL playoffs. How how about this Montreal Canadiens team? They what are they up yeah. to? They, I mean, they're up three games. They, they got what three two on Vegas after last night's win. Carey Price has raised his level significantly uh, in the playoffs. The Vegas power play is zero for fifteen in the series. This is amazing. Hey, they've they've killed off twenty three straight power plays. Incredible. Montreal has. That's the the longest streak in the playoffs since nineteen thirty three. That's how incredible that is, right? I, they haven't they haven't given up a power play goal. I think since game three or game four against Toronto. Wow. They didn't give up any against Winnipeg, who they just swept out of there unceremoniously. And then they get up against this Vegas team, and you know it, it's really got to kind of put things into a different perspective when you're building a team. What's going to have success? in the regular season versus what has success in the playoffs. And, and that goes in all sports, yeah. mind you. Sixers the NBA too. as well. Yeah. yeah. You, you have to consider that when you build a team. The Canadians in the regular season got in with the worst record of any team. They were one point ahead of the Flyers in the standings. Wow. One. 58 points, Flyers at 57. So, yeah. and it just goes to show you that you're not, A, you're not as far off as you think you are mm-hmm. because they made some savvy moves and they weren't splashy. They went out and they got Corey Perry off the. Nobody right. wanted him. Passed through waivers last year, right? Yeah. They get they get uh, Eric Stahl, who's 106 years mm-hmm. old. Both both have won cups, and right. they went out and they got Tyler Toffoli, who won two cups in L.A. and yeah. had a great year, and it changed everything. They're a team built for the playoffs because they defend well. They're big on the blue line. They got good goaltending. Price didn't have a great season, but he's no, turned but he's it up here. Great in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and and how you watch him and you watch opposition teams and he, they're, he is so in their head. They're trying to make the perfect shot. And they block just shots making, too. The yeah. Yeah. And and they and they shoot so many shots. Why? Because they're trying to be perfect against Price because he's got them their their brains tied in the pretzel. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're they're I sent the other night to Bush when they won uh, game one. I said, Oh, Montreal going to the finals. And he's like, No way, no way. And I texted him last night. I just said, 
Le Habitant. And he's yeah. like, I can't believe it. I think you were right. <laughs> this Cole Caulfield kid, too, has had a pretty good playoffs. The rookie. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dynamic player. He's a really good offensive player. He's going to get exposed in other areas of the game that a lot of people won't notice because yeah. you notice the offensive elements of his game. But uh, I mean, he's a great scorer and he's always been, he's a better playmaker than people think. He's undersized. Um, and, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's scored great at every Wisconsin level. Wisconsin Badger program. Yeah. Well, played at the USND, NTDP, as a matter of fact, for USA hockey for many years, the national team development program. And uh, Flyers passed up on him twice. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you. And the, and the other series, you know, uh, Tampa wins eight nothing in the last. I mean, can the, the Islanders come back from that? Yeah. I, I think that helps them. Come you do make nothing, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. It just counts as one game, right? Mm-hmm. I I think it'd be worse, Barry. You played professional sports. I think it'd be worse to lose a heartbreak game where you outplayed them and you lost than it is to get crushed eight to nothing. I think the eight to nothing helps them going forward. Well, yeah, because then you know it's just like all right, well, you guys got us that time, but it's, it's not. It's not like you're gonna do this over and over. That's again, not you know? who we are. Yeah, we we we, thing, we yeah. messed up right then. You know, we we slept on you, but hey, you're gonna get a better game out of us next time. Well, you know what it does too. It makes what everything the coaches say have more resonance. Oh, mm-hmm. they're gonna and, listen. Yeah, lot. yeah, they can guys, get in your rear end now. Oh yeah, there, yeah, there's no. Hey, we we played a good game and we lost. We outplayed and we lost. That sucks. You get beat eight nothing. It, everything's going to be tighter. Every yeah. detail of the game will be tighter when you get the crap beat out of you by a team. So mm-hmm. I yeah, and plus expect a tight yeah. game tonight. Well, realistically, you're like, all right, we're not as bad as an eight nut win. You know, lost, no, and you get right? your backup you're about not, it too, right? Right, right. You're like, oh, I'm pissed. You know, I mean, same thing happened to me. Year I won the Super Bowl. We uh we lost to uh, Indianapolis team. I mean, they beat the snot on us on a Monday night. They beat us up physically. national stage national stage we were embarrassed man in fact we went home we were flying home on that monday night nobody went home we went straight to the stadium had a team meeting joey porter gets up and said hey if you don't believe we can win this win the super effing super bowl then get the hell out now Hmm. look there coaches y'all get the hell out now i gotta talk to these boys kick the coaches out of the room he gave one of them speeches like you know that once you go out there and 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 eat you know gunpowder and hot sauce you know he had us hype we want to go out there and practice immediately you know what i mean yeah they called the coaches in and told them we asked what up each one of them faces if you don't believe we can win you can get the hell out too wow what do you yeah, what do you think would be the best series uh the final series between these four that we have left i mean the best series from a hockey standpoint would be vegas vegas and tampa tampa yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean the, the islanders play a, a bit of a boring brand of hockey for mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, it's not up and down. It's very structured, and that's what Barry Trotz does. But, uh, I mean, the, the most exciting would be those two teams, the two highest pedigree teams going head-to-head. But I just don't think T- Vegas is getting there. You know? I think Tampa's getting there. I think it's going to be an interesting final, too, if it's if it's Tampa versus this Canadian team. I mean, the Canadian team hasn't won the Cup. This is crazy since 93. That's, uh, that's when Montreal – that was uh, LeClaire's team, right? Yeah, and um, that's also the team that – uh, Patrick Ross, second cup. His first was right. in 86. I mean, it, they just haven't won cups. They've gotten there a few times. Yeah. Edmonton got there, lost to Carolina. Wasn't Desjardins on that team, too? He was, yeah, Rico. How about that? <laughs> yeah, and you, you look at it and you go, okay, uh, you know, Calgary got there against Tampa back in 04. Mm-hmm. None of them have won. And this team just got some magic dust going on with it. And Carey Price, this is the closest he's ever been to a cup final. Hmm. Except when he, he was – 
on the 2010 team that lost to the Flyers, but he wasn't the starter anymore with that team. It was Yaro Halak. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, but, you know, to kind of bring it full circle, it, it makes you question what you're going to do to build a team. You know, right. every Flyer fan wants them to go out and grab these big, splashy names. And there's mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them, and, there, and a lot of them make sense. But look how the jump from the year before AV got here to AV's first year. They had three players. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hayes, not the most dynamic player. It was a good ad. Yeah. Matt Niskanen, who a lot of people thought was washed. And Tyler Pitlick on the fourth line. And look at the jump they made. Right. So you're not as far as you think. You just have to make the right moves. But I think there's going to be significant change. Well, I, I was thinking that in the first place, you know, when it comes to the Flyers, man, because I thought, you know, the guys that they had, they, they drafted, bringing them through the system, are finally starting to – I thought they were finally going to start to come into their own, you know. and But at this point, you know, Patrick hasn't full, came full circle yeah. yet. Uh, you know, Ghost. He might have to what go. Are you, going, you know, what's yeah, going I think on? Both of those might be gone. Yeah. Konechny, you know, he's – Big disappointment. Right, you know, season. so, yeah. I mean – they were supposed to be the guys who were supposed to get this, you know, this new rush of, of youth into the organization and get them going. I don't see it happening, man. So, you know, yeah. I mean, Faraby, Faraby, he's doing his thing now. You know, guys that weren't in the organization, but Faraby's starting to do what he's supposed to do now. So, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, yeah, a what lot of question marks. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of question marks. And, you know, it puts everybody on the table when, when GM calls and asks about a guy. You don't hang up the phone when he brings up any names. I don't mm-hmm. think you know yeah. what I mean. You don't go, dude. I'm out of here. See a click. Um, and you're right. Konechny was a guy that was on a 30 goal pace the year into the pandemic. He had 24 in what 69 games, but the bubble he wasn't good. Didn't score this year. He was erratic at best. You know, Sandheim and Myers were extremely erratic. Everybody had a kind of collective down year at the same time. I don't know if it became contagious or what. Yeah. I mean, what happened to Provorov? You know what I'm saying? I mean, defensively, yeah, he didn't have be a, that guy. He, that that top pairing's like offensive line. If you you have to play with the same guy, I yeah, mean, they were chemistry. Putting, yeah, yeah. You, the moment, like, you got to know that. Okay, I'm I'm taking the puck up the left side of my ice in my D zone and into pressure. I got to know the guys either behind the net, the bottom of the circle, and you can't think about. It. You can't look. If you look, now you're dead. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to know where your guy is next to you on the offensive line. It's all right, chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my guard, we see this linebacker coming. We know we got to pass the stunt off. And you do it without thinking because you know you've played with this guy the whole yep. time. You don't have you know time he's to got think. It. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Think, you're thinking you're dead in pro sports. All reaction. Yep. Right. Yep. All reaction. I mean, he had I, everybody from Gossespair to Gustafson to Sandheim to Myers oh, to gosh. Justin Braun. All these guys, right, as partners. Goss and Gus. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and Gustafson was a gong show when he was here, but he's yeah. playing for Montreal now, and he's they're they're covering him defensively. He's not they're not putting him in D zone starts, but he's performing well for him. Mm-hmm. What is it about the, this this squad <clears throat> though? Year after year after year, you you kind of get you know you get optimistic. You know they'll bring in a new guy or whatever. They get a new coach or this or that. The goaltender comes up, he looks good, but there just seems to be a flaw somewhere, like a DNA issue. Uh, with the team yeah. like can you put your finger on you're as close to any as anybody is yeah I, I think you use the right term too Howard DNA yeah I, I think in pro sports like you have to know to th- each team and players and coaches have to know their identity and mm-hmm. they have to forge it really early and you can't you can't just make it up it has to happen organically and then the other thing is organizational DNA you have to know what you are what you're trying to build and I, I talk about all the time with Barrett's former team the team he won a Super Bowl with yeah, with Pittsburgh, they know what their organizational DNA is, so they 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 stick to it. They mm-hmm. don't stray from it. They're committed to it, and it works. The Flyers had an organizational DNA, 
we all know it was the Broad Street Bullies and and that rough and tumble thing. And you had to get away from it. But I think they overcorrected the steering wheel. Hmm. You know right. what I mean? They course corrected a right. little too much. Now they don't have any of it. Right. And you right. need some of it. They lack uh, identity, you know? huh? Yeah. They, well, they just got to figure out what they are, what they want to be and be it. Yeah, you got yeah. you got to figure out what that is, and you got to figure out what that identity needs to be in today's game. And in today's game, you know, there's a lot of youth and a lot of speed and a lot of skill. But look at the teams that are winning. Look at their blue lines; they're all huge, man. Big, heavy guys. Yeah, yeah. Heavy a- teams. Average height of six two two nineteen. Yeah, that's well, their blue lines. Well, wow. let me ask you this: Is it more? Is it more so the you know the you know the people up top that that put that culture in or put you know put that in, or is it the the coach? himself you know the gm himself the coach well i mean a gm you can't really judge moves for a a three to five years for everything to kind of play through in that league because you draft guys and they're developing overseas and junior and in the ahl or whatever so in college so you can't judge it doesn't that doesn't happen that quickly but you got to figure out what you are and you got to build build based on it Hmm. you know so the there was a period there where they were just drafting young, speedy talent, and they need some more of that grit. You can add that, though, via free agency. That's one of those things you can add. You don't need right. to develop. Speaking of free agency, like what is the next what is the next big dates on the hockey calendar? Like when does all this stuff start? When's the draft and, you know, free agency? Who Who might be available for them in free agency that they might make a play for? Well, uh, they're, they're, you have the expansion draft this year as well. So that's part of the, the- Kraken. Yeah, right? the Kraken yeah. are coming in. So, I mean, when you look at it and you go, okay, this summer is going to be different. You know, our team's going to hold off on tra- on signing free agents till after the expansion draft so they don't have to protect the player. That's part of the equation. When you look at a guy like Ovechkin, that's going to be the case. They're not going to do that. They're not going to sign him until after the expansion draft because they don't have to protect him. Mm. So that that's a little kind of like, you know, a loophole almost in it. But the expansion draft is going to happen on the 21st of July. Okay. Uh, they're going to hand out the cup in about a week later. Teams have to submit their protected list on the 17th of July. And how so many know players they can they protect? Well, you're going to protect one goalie, seven forwards, and three D. Okay. Most teams. So, and then the, the draft is on the 23rd, and free agency period is July 28th. So, there's all these elements, and a lot of trades are going to happen around the draft and after the expansion draft and leading into the expansion draft. There's a lot of pent up action that didn't take place last offseason. Yeah, because GMs in sports, they use the offseason and the draft and, and those periods that, to reset their roster. Nobody did last year. Right. There's a you know, flat cap, expansion draft looming, and the, the unknown of what's the, you know, the, the, equity, the equity situation into the league going to happen with a TV contract expiring, when's cap going to r- rise again. There were so many question marks that nothing happened. So I think you're going to see a lot of pent-up, changes this offseason because of what didn't happen last offseason and the expansion draft will be in the rear view hmm. well you think the Kraken can do like that vegas team did man that was that was yeah. un- amazing that first year they came out like gangbusters but you know all the they picked all the great talent from each team you know what i mean yeah so, it was man, weird they they didn't get all they didn't get like a first line they didn't get premium talent but they had like three second lines and that like that depth is a problem for teams but you know, before going into this, if we hadn't been coming out of a pandemic, I said, no way Seattle can can kind of, you know, really put teams over a barrel. But now that we had the pandemic and the flat cap, they're back in a position to do that because they have the mm-hmm. the most valued commodity in the NHL, and that's cap space. Mm. And they have it. So you got to weaponize it, right? If I'm them, I just stink for a year. And 
I take people's bad contracts and I make them pay for the, to park their bad contracts. And then I own the draft. And I have all this stuff. I take expiring deals. I'll own free agency and, and I'll move forward for a 10 year period to being able to build a team. But uh, they'll be able to get out of the gate. Good. They'll be a competitive team again because there's so much talent in the league now and they're going to be able to pluck good players. Is there a lock great player, like a not saying a generational talent, but a great player in this year's draft that's a surefire number one pick? Well, Owen Powers the gonna be the kid that go that's gonna be number one. He's a defenseman at the University of Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Play with Cam York there. And they're gonna have a couple kids in at the top of this draft that were really good defensemen too. So he's gonna be the guy. But now he's not generational. Like I, I wouldn't put him at that level of I, I put him kind of close to that Rasmus Dahlin level. Ah. Not at the level of obviously Connor McDavid or, or Austin Matthews, not yeah. below. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And not the, Rasmus Dalin. And where do the Flyers pick? What, what's their pick? Well, their pick was 14th, but the Arizona had to forfeit their pick because of the shenanigans with bringing players in and violating some protocols in regards to tampering with potential draft picks and working them out. So they're going to pick, they're slated to pick 13th right now. I don't, I do not think okay. they'll make that pick. To be honest with you. I think that oh, pick okay. will be traded. That'll be traded. Okay. Yeah. I think that'll do be you a think trade. They're, they're going to make some big moves here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, they're involved in, you know, I listen to guys like Elliot Friedman and Pierre Lebrun and, and those guys, they don't just put stuff out to, if they put out speculation, they say, Hey, this is speculation. When they keep saying the flyers are involved in conversations with every big name guy from Seth Jones, to Dougie Hamilton, to Jack Eichel, Mm-hmm. You know, you name it. Anybody that's significant, they're attached to. There's a reason for that. They're mm-hmm. attached to them. They're they're inquiring and and they're doing a lot of maneuvering to to put themselves in position to strike. So yeah. they're going to do something. I I don't know what it is, but I think they're going to be there's going to be significant changes going both ways, coming in and going out. All right, now promote the uh, the podcast because uh, people love your hockey uh, stuff even through the off season. Yeah, it's uh, where can they find you? Uh, Flyers Daily. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, at Flyers Broadcast Network on Twitter, you find my Twitter handle as well. I tweet it out every day. You know, yesterday I was just trying to figure out all day what the heck am I going to talk about? Yeah. There's nothing going on. So I waited till I got home from my son's practice last night. I saw the Canadians were snot kicking the Vegas around the ice. I'm like, there's the ankle. So yeah, um, yeah. But we're gonna have some scouts coming up. We're gonna talk to scouts leading into the draft. We'll talk to general manager and everybody and players and coaches and we do it all the time. So. Uh, there's always good content there for the offseason, even though nothing's really happened with the team since they got they got bounced. Well, I know you talk <laughs> about more than hockey on your radio show on the weekends. Did you see what happened at the Phillies game last night? Yeah, I mean, come on. What, what is sport? <laughs> I mean, I, I they just they I, I give them credit for trying, but geez, they misguided. I mean, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> that was, you, the relief pitcher in Oakland was taking his pants off. Yeah. Did you see that? I did. And like this whole thing, just, they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I think there's just so much momentum to tearing down the once great sport and America's pastime that I, I don't know that you can stop the momentum anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, you, I mean, the games this weekend were on Peacock, right? Nobody could find it. Right. Against the Giants. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm a relatively tech savvy guy. I don't know how to find Peacock. No. And I got to tell you, <laughs> because it's baseball, I didn't even go looking. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? The only Peacock I see is at the zoo. Well, when you have to pee, when you have to pee you can find it. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's usually not an issue out in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're a mess. The whole sport's right. a mess. It's uh-huh. And again, still. Again, nothing happening in the sport. Mm-hmm. Nothing. 
I mean, uh, what are you watching? No, nah, good point. Uh, I'm not. The, yeah, let money very few down, are. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, I know the numbers don't say it yet. They will eventually. The sport will be like the fifth or sixth most popular sport in North America. You know what? Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to go out there and legalize steroids again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That'd be the only way, man. Because then you have. Well, 70, 70 home runs again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. bro. And it's crazy because everybody's trying to hit them now. I mean, right. how about all the no-hitters in the beginning of the year? Like, they want to put the ball in play more and nobody can touch the ball. Right. And then you talk about moving the mound or lowering the mound, and they all freak out like, oh, we can't do that. Well, you all saying you all can't do that is just further proof that the sport will not make the changes necessary to make it entertaining. So, right. um, sorry. They do but, it in NFL all the time, man. You cannot touch a wide receiver or a quarterback. Every sport. Mm-hmm. Barrett. You know what I mean? They, they did it in the NBA with the, you know, the three second violation, yep. and they do it with zone defenses. They do it in every sport to make sure that it's more watchable and entertaining. But baseball, they don't do anything, and the one thing they should do is litigate the shift, which would help so much. Right. And they yep. refuse to do it, mm-hmm. and it's staring them in the face. And look, they're 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 patient. Major League Baseball is laying on the table right now, coding. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a shock paddle to hit it with anymore. Well, they do. They just not using not. They're choosing not to use it. You yeah, know? they're, they're just it not out, charging you know, it or something. Bring yeah, bring small ball back. You know, George, you know, get runners on stolen base. bases. Yeah, George, stolen George bases. Lopez on the stream says, "Which one of these dudes is recording out of a liquor store?" That bell is getting annoying. <laughs> Yeah, who's going in and out? What is the bell? Like, where does that come from? That's 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 my 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 front that's door. You? Man. Yeah, my front that's your door. Your ring? Man. Oh, yeah, it it, it, it sounds is, off, man. What is happening? Like, is your grandson just going in and out? Grand- of- yeah, that's what- <laughs> Jesus. He's Get messing that kid with the a dog. doggy door. <laughs> you gotta put that's that. What he's doing. Messing with the dog. Jacket. He's going in and out. He wants to get in the pool. He comes ask somebody to get in the pool. Nobody wants to take, let him get in the pool. So he turns back around. Like, Papa, can I go in the pool? I know every he, five seconds, bro. I know he was uh, he was around you in that last half hour. That's why you weren't paying attention. <laughs> I said, I said, are you all right? Like Barrett's just like, yeah, yeah. I knew he was. <laughs> I knew something was happening. Hey, look, he's he's standing in front of me like this. Yeah, <laughs> you better get used like, to I'm it. He's about to do something. You know what I'm saying? He's about to do something to me or something. You know? <laughs> Wait, oh, like, yo, dude. When Shander comes back, you're going to be hearing this baby thing go off nonstop. I know, I know. (laughs) He's got one of those little monitors attached to his hip, like a like a like a walkie-talkie. Right here. Oh, I got to go. I got to change a diaper. Right? Can you imagine him being having to be thrust into that life? No, responsible. I I just (laughs) is that what they're talking about? Responsibility. I just can't see it. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, having gone through it not that long ago with like changing diapers every six and a half minutes, like as soon as you put a new one on, they just destroy the next one. You're like, are you kidding me? I didn't even get an hour out of this thing. I paid for that. You just crushed it. He told us he said, "Yeah, we got a little nest eggs, you know, put over here for the baby, you know, so we're cool as far as." I'm like, "Dude, that nest egg is gonna be gone in in a matter of seconds, bro." Yeah, Yeah, wait, wait till you go to Costco or or BJ's and you go get the diapers and wipes and formula. Uh They're like 130 bucks, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm just throwing it all." Tell him about the formula. Right, was trying to warn him. Tell him formula's like 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 50 bucks or something like that, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, mom, you gonna have to. Yo, you got to go all out. You know, you got to feed this baby for yeah. a little while at least. You know, so keep us on our feet a little bit. That you're carrying around first. Right. When we exhaust wow. the keg, then we'll go to the formula. Right. We'll start all picking right. up six packs. 
<laughs> he is Jason Mertidis. Follow him on Twitter at Jason Mert, the Flyers Daily Podcast. And a lot going on in the world of hockey that's coming up this month of July. So you definitely want to be uh, tuning in. Thanks, Jason, for jumping on, man. Appreciate you, bro. All right, there he is. He's out. And we got a uh, couple of minutes here before overtime. Got to pay some bills, and we'll be back for the overtime segment. If uh, Barrett's grandson doesn't pull the plug on his internet. Oh, I we'll just kicked him out of here. Oh, you did? We'll be back on the middle on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. All right, overtime on the middle, Jacob Media YouTube channel, Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks. Uh, special thanks to uh, Amy Fadul, Tom Byrne, and Jason Mertidis today. Uh, good uh, good little crew of guests, man. No, no question, man. You know, and Amy's going to give it to us every single time. But then, oh, yeah. You know Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you just started laughing as soon as he appeared on the screen. No question, man. <laughs> he, he just makes me laugh, man. You don't even have to do He even try to be funny, man. To me, I know. it's just funny, bro. I know. Uh, the Penguin AZ on the stream says, Barrett's grandson wants the double chocolate cereal bowl again. 
That's what he had this morning. Is that right? <laughs> chocolate milk on chocolate cereal? Look, I told his dad. I told his dad. <laughs> he uh-huh. was like, he, he's like, Pops, come on, man. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> I was like, what you want me to do? He asked for it. What you want me to do? You want me to say yeah. no? Yes, Dad, say no. Yeah, we should have your brother check in on the stream this week. Uh, have him come on the show? Yeah. Oh, man, he's Phillip. too honry. No, Philip would be too honry, man. You think so? No, I, I, I'll, I'll, see what he's, I'll see what he's got going on. That dude there, man, he's he's a piece of work also, man. And to make it so bad, he's a big dude now. I right. Mean, he's like my size now. But when we were growing up, he's like this skinny, skinny, skinny dude, man. And he used to get picked on all the time. I used to fight for him every single day because he was uh-huh. scared of his shadow. Now he's the meanest thing ever. He's like an old grizzly bear, bro. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta meet this guy <laughs> through the stream, man. I need I need to know more about him. I want him to come on in like a you know, like a Baker Mayfield jersey or something. Right. Well, he would too. He yeah. would too. He would just too. To, just to uh, give it to you. Uh they're asking for a guest tomorrow. I'm efforting Mike Gill okay. uh, from ESPN down in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And Dan Schwartzman, my old buddy, they used to work with us uh, back. I gotta, when... I gotta meet this guy, man. You guys talk about him all. You time. don't know Dan? Him. No, I don't know Dan. Uh, I'll tell you what. You, Dan comes on here. He's gonna be asking you for your f- cell phone. He's gonna be asking you for your email. <laughs> he's he'll try to be your best friend within ten minutes, guaranteed. Right. <laughs> and uh, uh, Dan Cilio, who you can also find every afternoon uh, doing the football show, the National Football Show, on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Those are the three guests that we're looking at. Uh, for tomorrow okay, okay now cool, cool. let's get to an over under here and i'm sure birds 365 already did this one but that's okay miles sanders rushing yards for the year a thousand twenty three and a half mm. and i think the way they calculated this is they extrapolated it out if he would would play all 17 games based upon what he did last year. I think that's what they did because you got to factor in now. It's an extra game yeah, for all game. these yards, you know, yeah. records. What he had about he had about 800 something this year, didn't he? I think so. So he's averaged eight over 800 yards uh, the past two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he stays healthy, I think he's 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 ready to come in this year a lot more healthier than he came in last year. Uh, you know what I'm. I- that's still quite a bit. I mean, with like Boston Scott is in there. You got uh, yeah, Gallman yeah, from man. Memphis. So yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm go. I'm I'm stepping out on faith, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the over simply because um, he, you know, this this head coach is coming from Indianapolis and they ran the ball a lot. Yeah, but you got Carryon Johnson in there too. Don't forget about him. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm still gonna go with the over. You know, I think he 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 finally gets off, and 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 becomes the runner that you know we want to be. And plus, you know, he's gonna be trying to show up, uh, Barkley also. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I like the over. Here we yeah. go. Let's go. And is Jordan Howard still on the roster? Yes, he is. Yes, and they is. got a lot of running backs, man. They got like seven guys on the roster right now. There's no way they're gonna keep more. Than right. You can't now. Gainwell, you're gonna you're gonna be keeping him. Gainwell is going to yeah, he's going to he's going to figure in time this. anyways. Howard will be gone. Yep. Um and who knows? I don't know if even if Carry Scott might if, not make the squad. Right. Scott or Carry on Johnson. I don't think both of those stay. Yeah, one of those guys got to go. So um if you look at the size and everything, you look at um Carry on Johnson experience. Mm-hmm. Uh I'd go with Carry on as opposed to Boston. 
Yeah. Boston Scott. You know, so Dump Truck will be in a different jersey, you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably go back to um to the Saints. You know, that's uh, that tends to what they do. They tend to do that because they go back to the old team when it uh-huh. comes to the Saints. You know, Malcolm went back. You know, a lot of guys go back to that same team. Right. <clears throat> All right. Dallas Goddard. His over under in yards receiving eight hundred and nine point five. I'm gonna go with the under there. You're going under now. Explain to me your thought process there, because is this more based on Jalen Hurts, you know, and maybe you know him not being a tight end? Um, yes. You know, like that tight end was always Carson Wentz's safety net. Like it was right. always sort of his. Safety blanket, if you will. Yeah, he, he would he would throw it to triple coverage because he you know he loved him so right. much. But I, I I'm I'm going I'm gonna say under with him simply because he has yeah he has relationship with with Smith. He's already played with Smith, um, mm-hmm. and you know he likes the receivers that are around him right now. The young guys that he likes Quez Watkins, Hightower. Um, you know, so I, I think he's gonna go with the receiver a lot more than going with the tight end. Now, Jason Kroom is on this roster and Richard yeah. Rogers. They brought yeah. Rogers back again. Well, Rogers is a blocker. That's right. A, he might even make the squad because Kroom's probably beat him out. Um yeah, I, and then, plus they got that that um that uh Wilson kid also. Caleb Wilson? Yeah, they like him. Yeah. He's fast. He's a he's a hybrid wide receiver slash uh tight end. So they like him. How did they get him? Is he an undrafted free agent? Yeah. Yep. Oh, some UCLA. Yeah, okay. I do. I do remember him. So yeah, that, that, I think that's what they're gonna go. He was with the Cardinals and the Reds. He's been around for a, a couple of different teams the last couple of years, and always gets waived. Yeah. Well, this year they they like him because he can he can he can run like a receiver. Mm-hmm. You know they they loved him in camp last year too. Six four two forty man. Yeah, yeah. He can All run, right. man. Great separation. All right, one more. Jalen Ragor or Travis Fulgham, who gets more yards receiving? Rager. It's Rager. No you, didn't, you didn't even hesitate. Rager. Rager's going st- to stand out this year because he no longer has to be that number one receiver anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Smith is going to be the number one. They're gonna was, he ever, was he ever the number one? They tried to make him the number one. They tried to. Right, and he's, he got hurt. Yeah, he's a guy that he flourishes when he's um, when he's the priority on gadget type of plays, you know, or or, or like you know, you, you put him in a position where he he's running reverse, or if he um, speed screens and stuff like that, or slant plays, you know, because he can he 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 performs better when he has the ball in his hands, not going to get the ball, but when the ball is already in his hands. That's when he flourishes. You know, he turns into a running back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's um that's the that's the direction I'm going with that. He he's gonna be the he's gonna have a lot more yards than Fulgham. All right, yeah, you didn't even you didn't hesitate. I didn't even get the, the all the names out, and you were like Rager, <laughs> Rager, Rager. So, I mean, that's good if that if that can happen. You know, that would mean that he would be playing his way, you know, into being a first round pick. He's going to turn into a dominant number two, a dominant number two. The reason why I say Smith will be the number one, because he's going to be the guy that's going to move the chains. Mm-hmm. He's not a, he's not, he's not the deep threat that you're looking for. Smith is more of a guy that's going to move the chains, the consistent player. Rager's like got more before. speed, right? Yeah. Rager's supposed to be yeah, more speed. He's supposed yeah. to be fast. Yeah. So he is fast. He just, 
I don't know what he was thinking about when he went to the combine and ran that time, but he's a lot faster than that. He was a he's like a four three, uh, some said a four two guy while in college. All right, the stream is asking for touchdowns for Devonte Smith. We went through that one yesterday. That over under was four and a half, and you went over. Way over. Yeah, you went Way over. over. Yeah, I would go over digit. too. I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking at least like six. No, I'm going double digit guy. Double digits. Yeah, double digit guy. He's telling you these guys are more fluid than what people are giving credit for. You know, this this offense will be good. The defensive side of the ball, they're going to struggle, but offensively, they will score. Wow, they'll score a lot of points, a lot of yardage. It's going to be where they're going to they're going to have to beat teams by outscoring them as opposed from the defense stopping guys. Right. That's a so little that's, scary. That is absolutely scary. On third down, we're going to be holding our breath on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Every single third Every down. single week. Oh, oh man. I already got All my right. thumbs ready. All right, last one. Offensive touches. And we're not, ta- we're not talking special teams or anything. It's just offense. Boston Scott or Kenny Gainwell? Gainwell. Yeah. I want. That's what I want it to be. Yep, Gainwell. I really like him. They're gonna, and, and that's another thing. Gainwell is a returner. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dump Truck is. Well, that that doesn't count for offense. They take returns out of it. Okay, well, even you know, and but I'm saying he's gonna have more of an opportunity because they're gonna dress him more than they'll dress Boston Scott because Boston Scott doesn't do special doesn't teams. do special teams. He just yeah. does okay. offense. And if if Gainwell does special teams, that means he'll be dressed on game day. And have more of an opportunity to go out there and and have have the opportunity to be a guy that's going to go out there and, and and get more touches. All right, that sounds good. All right, tomorrow I uh, said Mike Gill. He's already confirmed. We don't have a time yet, but he said he's coming on. Dan Schwartzman and uh, Xander's supposed to get us Dan Cilio, who you can catch each and every weekday right here on the National Football Show on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, congrats again to Aton. And his wife Angela, their uh, their new baby boy. Uh, let's go through the where Teddy. The, yeah, Teddy. But the the whole name though is great. Edward right. Teddy Isaac Shander. It's not like a president, bro. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll talk at you tomorrow. Thanks so Thank much.